Yo, what is up, guys? This is DPS Podcast. That's Damage Per Second Podcast, episode number 56. And we are here with a with an extra special guest. Extra, extra special guest. Uh, shout out to the homie, the the Ashen. What, 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 what do you call it? The Ashen one? Is, is, yes, is that the it? Ashen Lucario, the Ashen Luca. It's me. I'm here. <laughs> What's up, guys? Luca here for another episode of DPS. Thank you so much for having me, Slow Mo and Nautical. Yeah, we had to have you on. It's been long overdue. We've been yes, trying to do has. this for a minute, and it's just like, oh, uh, like you'll be in Cali, or you know, like something comes up, and it's just like it doesn't happen. But now, yeah, we, we got finally got you on. This, this feels 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 complete. Feels like DPS is finally come full circle back to the legion of scum <laughs> and of course i got the homie my, my co-host with the co-most gaming forte what's up man what's going on man how you been um pretty crazy week huh a lot of a lot of crazy stuff happening and um oh yeah shout out to Lu- shout out to luca for finally making um making it to a full show you know she's dropped in a couple of times you know here and there but you know, we got her for the whole three hours. Oh wait, what? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's joking. It's not going to be three hours. We we, we got we've had a little hours. back and forth. Our, our our shows have been getting into Iron Lord's podcast or territory. No, it has definitely not gotten into that territory yet. Oh, okay. Well, we never one show that went over three hours. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know how that happened. That happened, boyas. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that that yeah, that show was so like that was the one we did with Code and Leviathan, right? Oh, I take it back. We had two shows almost. That, that wasn't even the one you were thinking about. <laughs> no, we had the yeah, the Code of Leviathan one. That one was over three hours, and I think the Jeff Grubb and what's his name went at least two forty. The one we had with Jeff Grubb and Rain. It ran. I think that one went two forty. I don't know. I don't think I don't it might have been. It was two and a half something. Man, you might be. You might be right. You might I don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe I was being respectful of that show. I don't know. Maybe. I, I doubt that. I, I really doubt that was that was <laughs> respectfulness was what was going on. But no, yeah, uh, trying to get these people up out of here, man. We want them to come back. <laughs> Let me shout out some people in the chat real quick. Shout out to Lazy Orbit. A, a, aka gamers gamut is in the house what's up man uh dravenero what's up michi dies a lot damien that's a great name that, that name damien is a great name i just just wanted to just point that out you know just for, for no reason whatsoever uh brandon bryce in the house and the and the amazing lady foxfire what is going on so yeah uh i mean i guess we can get started with just talking about uh what we've been doing in the past week luca what you what you what you been up to Dude, I've been sick all week, so, I mean, I've been, like, I've been gaming, I've been chilling, um, you know, I did a show yesterday on my channel, just talking about a couple things, so that was fun, but I've been, like, going back and forth and fluctuating between being sick and being okay for, like, an entire week, so I'm trying to get back into full swing of things, full health, and, uh, like I said, just gaming, just gaming, 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 Destiny, <laughs> you guys know how it is. Oh God, Destiny! Oh yeah, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure Forte was going to say the same thing about about Not Destiny, really. right? You haven't been playing Destiny? I haven't played. Today was the first time I played Destiny in probably almost what three, four days. I haven't played since Sunday. Uh, may, oh no, may, Monday! I, I did trials with Luke on Monday. That was the last time I played. Well, well, well maybe my uh, all all of my uh, 
um, well-meaning and, and very logical thoughts last week has been helping you out. It has nothing to do with it. It was just time to take a break. If you say so, sir. If yeah, you say you, so. You know, you, listen, you take breaks when you feel like you need to take breaks. Not just because some person that doesn't even, that literally loads up the game <laughs> and something terrible happens to him and he blames like, oh, it looks like they voted the end of this strike. You hey, know, hey, look, that was a funny joke. That's what you get for that was a funny, game look, and not look. knowing what you was doing. Uh, what do you mean not knowing what I was doing? It's I a know, strike. You, I mean, you didn't even download the whole. You didn't even download the whole entire game. You downloaded parts <laughs> of it. Yo, yo, Luke. Let me let me tell you what happened. Right. So, so I downloaded Destiny. Right. Um, I I really just wanted to see how it ran on the the Microsoft Store version. So that's really the only reason why I downloaded it. But I downloaded the game, and I'm playing. I did a strike, and. Like halfway through the strike, I think it's like you fight some boss or something, and the boss then runs away. You're supposed to chase it. You talking about the Brujo? Yeah, we know which one. I I don't know which boss. Yeah, is. yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. Care. Brujo. That's what it's called. The the Brujo, the Brujo. Okay, All right, you know <laughs> no Brujo, not Brujo. <laughs> uh, we gonna call we gonna call it the Brujo. So the I was fighting the Brujo, right? That hole left. Okay, so <laughs> you're supposed to jump into this hole. And we couldn't jump in the hole. The game was glitched or something. There's just like a like a fl- invisible floor there. And so me and the other two two players are just like trying our best to try to get into the hole. Pause. And we just can't get in there. Pause. And it was just like I I, I took a screenshot of it because I was like, this is perfect. Like they taking content away and the, you know and the content that's still there don't work. So I just thought it was hilarious, but uh, I just I, find it real interesting that you downloaded the game that you obviously don't care about just to see what it ran like on the Windows Store, but you don't care about the game. Yeah, um, hey. that that strike is glitched out on me too, so I know where you're coming from. Boy, it glitched out on every. It's, it's even in the game is glitched out every once in a while. Well, yeah, oh, so so they but they still, just haven't I just want to fixed know why it. Why you downloaded the game that you don't care about? I said, I guess I just wanted to see no, how it performed you, versus you, you, the Steam version. That's you, all. You don't even you don't care that much. No, no, I, I'm actually very curious about that. Uh, I've, I've actually um, I installed Avengers. I've been kind of playing that with some friends. Um, I'm seeing how it performed versus the the Steam version. It doesn't perform as well. But there have been other games that have been in the Microsoft Store that have actually performed pretty well. That that's shown up. Uh, Scarlet Nexus actually performed better in the Microsoft Store than it did on Steam when I played it so you know I've just been kind of like I see stuff show up and it's in Game Pass and I'm like it's on Game Pass PC and I'm like all right well you know like I'll I'll just you know download it install it real quick see how it performs and then uninstall it that's all especially if it's a game it's like I've, I've already played through this game um, I'm going I, I plan on doing that with Outriders as well but I just just don't I feel like it. I wonder if you play on, Wind- on Windows PC will it show an Xbox logo next to your name. I don't think it does. Of the Steam logo. Oh, oh, yes, it will show that. Yeah, it will show that because so, it, so it's like that. With, it's that that we're back for blood. PC people. Yeah, yeah, because it's like Ooh. that for back for blood. When when I see myself in social within the game, it shows the Xbox logo beside my name, even though I'm on PC. So yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I, that's I've been playing back for blood. Uh, I'm still playing that. Um, I'm at the act three and a uh, shout out to everybody that that came through last night when i was streaming it shout out to you luca as well came through yeah shout out to those bots for being useless oh absolutely yo shout out Forte. to Swobo for not even telling me that he was gonna run 
After, yeah, he was running by himself with three other bots. It was so embarrassing. Mm, I was like, was where are your friends? No text your I have none. No I have none. I have none. This is the- <laughs> mm, no text messages, no phone call. Turn you turn you turn into villain right now. You know. Oh you wow! No, villain that- has other friends outside of us that he plays with. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, you I do. I have that as well. But us. What, hold up, man. Play, you want to play? With okay, the bots. so I when you played Back for Blood with with, with Laura Cognito, did I get a, a phone call, a text I, I message, a DM, or anything? Back, but that's before I know you were playing Back for Blood. That's, okay, so you saying you 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 haven't played, played it Black, since since the last time we played? Blood right at launch. So you and haven't you played it. Who was the last time you played? When was the last no, time no, you played no. it? I played all the way up to chapter two with you to Back for Blood. Okay, have you played it since then? No, because I was waiting for you. Oh um, man! All right, okay, okay. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We next time I'm playing, I'm Just hitting like you I up. Just like I play Aliens Fire Team because I'm waiting for well, you. Well, I have. I'm waiting on you for that. I mean, you. Mm-hmm. You. I bought the game because you said you wanted to play. That game's, it. That game's horrible. It's kind of hard to go back to it. Wait, 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 hold up. Now you're saying it's horrible. It feels horrible, man. Would you? T- Who are you? What? <laughs> what you mean? Who am When I? we first started playing the game, you I were liked loving it at it. first, and then I started. And then I ever. It's a reason I haven't booted that game back up. It's just like it's just not good. It's okay. <laughs> Yo, it's sh- not back for blood. Is better. Shout out the orbit in the chat. He says slow playing Destiny on the low. Probably got an entire sock account, light level five thousand. Sir, so, uh. I no, absolutely, absolutely not. I will already beat the raid and everything. He he talks about it and plays it a lot for someone who doesn't like it. Uh, Yeah, I don't like it, but it's all right. It's all right. He probably likes the stuff that Bungie's doing with paid content. He probably likes all that stuff. Absolutely. Look, no, look. Now, now, I'm getting kind of offended because clearly, I, you know, that's the kind of stuff I'm not down with. The way, but was it Bungie doing some some other like tomfoolery recently where they like gating? You the one that downloaded their game recently. (laughs) Well, you're the one who hasn't uninstalled it since 2017 or whatever. So I have a couple times. times. No one believes that. Literally, nobody believes that. Okay. Anyway, anyway, let's 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 get into uh uh. Put the focus on our guest here, the Ash and Luca. Luca, tell us your, tell us your, I mean, just real quickly, because I don't want to, you know, we, we don't want to be here for like five hours, but tell us your, your gaming history and your, uh, like your introduction into content creation. Um, so I have been gaming pretty much all of my life, essentially, but I've been more of a handheld gamer than anything. I was actually a pretty big Nintendo Like Game Boy? Yeah, Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I was actually a pretty big Ninten- uh, Nintendo fan that is uh, growing up. Like, Me who too. wasn't, though, truly. But right. um, I, I uh, had my Game Boy and my Game Boy Color, my Game Boy Advance, my Game Boy SP, my Game Boy D, or the Nintendo DS, that is. Mm-hmm. And then um, DSi, and then uh, the Game Boy. Let's see here. What were the games you played the most? Pokemon, Mario. I played a little bit of Zelda, but I'm not really a huge Zelda fan or anything like that. I mostly mm-hmm. just played whatever it was that my mom and my grandpa would get me. But I was a big, big Pokemon fan. Uh, my first Pokemon game was Pokemon Yellow, actually, which is extremely hard, by the way. Um, especially wow. in comparison to the later Pokemon games. But, you know, uh, I was a big Pokemon fan. And, yeah, and then I got into this community uh, in 2016, and I started gaming on Xbox because I mostly have been gaming on PlayStation. Um, and I, you know, when I was younger, I used to play a lot of games with my brother. We would play uh, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Denkaichi, 
uh, 3 with each other and other games like that. Um, played through the Dead Space franchise, played some Far Cry 3, you know. We, I mostly just played with him on his Xbox. He'd come through and play on my PlayStation with the Kingdom Hearts series, like, stuff like that. And then, uh, I, like I said, I got an Xbox uh, One S in 2016, and I joined the community, started uh, seeing other YouTubers around, and then um, I caught into this morning show called MNC. And, um, you know, someone who had been listening to the show asked me to come through because I'm a girl and she ran a show with girl gamers. So she's like, I want another girl there. And, um, you know, I started doing um, podcasting then. People liked hearing what I had to say. Or maybe it was just the novelty of having a girl on their show. I don't know. Um, but um, I started, you know, guesting on a lot of shows, which you guys are, I'm sure, are familiar with since that's kind of your bread and butter right now. But uh, wait. Not as eventually, not as much, but continue, continue. Uh, eventually, I started doing my own podcast called Scumcast, and um, you know, I started the show by starting my own Discord and having people come through. I met a uh, slow mo and nautical from my Discord, and a bunch along with a bunch of other people in, in our crew and stuff. Yeah, really fun times. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know, I was like, okay, let's let me host a show on my channel and see. You know, we had so many people on, like Don Julio, Lazy Orbit, who's in, who's who's in his gamers gamut, and then so many other people, a super villain, everyone, and um, you know, me and All Day started Scumcast as a show, like together, you know, just something to do for fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like talk about the gaming stuff, and also talk about other things going on in in the not only the industry but also like entertainment mostly and uh, some politics here and there but yeah it's just uh it's been a lot of fun you know it's been a lot of fun and then um you know i started doing my own videos about like six months ago or so i've kind of fallen off a little bit but i'm gonna get back into that myself and yeah man, it's yeah it's it's <laughs> mostly just been a lot of uh gaming stuff and gaming related stuff but i do hope to get into some other forms of content that i also find interesting when it comes to content creation nice so like so your 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 channel's up to like what like four 4k subs now like you you scum scumcast look I, i'm not saying it just because i'm a panel member but scumcast is like i think i think it's a, it's a pretty big deal wouldn't you agree like in in within this this gaming community i think i feel like scumcast is and and you can agree or disagree but i feel like scumcast is like it, it's like the switzerland of the gaming community in in the sense that like switzerland is always looked at as like not necessarily just neutral but not aligned with with say any kind of uh, uh other political alliances and i kind of feel like scumcast is like that everybody can come through on scumcast it, it, it's just understand that when you when you when you enter the the, the legion when you enter the, the the land of scum that like you better come correct or it, you know we, we definitely want to hold your hold your feet to the fire everybody yeah, uh, i would everybody's welcome but they don't all make it out <laughs> <laughs> I would say that uh, the show's still pretty small, um, but I do definitely have people who are on quote unquote both sides of uh, the aisle come through. I have some Xbox guys, PlayStation guys, even some Nintendo guys come through. And um, as it's also you were saying, some people are actually scared to come on the show. <laughs> I've had people tell me, like, I'm not kidding, legitimately tell me, like, I'm afraid to come on there again, or I was scared after last time. But, you know, I feel like. The panel's a lot of fun. We have a lot of energy, a lot of good energy, and we have a lot of fun back and forth. And, you know, it's all jokes mostly. It's all a good time mostly. And I just, you know, 
you know, I, I, I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I enjoy having both of you on. I think you guys are very valuable members of the show. And, oh. you know, even if it's just uh, one or two of you, just having you guys there boosts my own confidence levels when it comes to running the show and having a good time since you guys definitely uh, make up for certain areas I lack in, like certain games. I'm like, I'm, there's no way I'm playing this game. Ooh, well, I say certain <laughs> games. Maybe I should just say certain games for slow-mo because Nautical plays one game. But, uh, you know, certain <laughs> games that slow-mo plays... <laughs> That he can come through and share his insight on and uh, nothing nautical no no response okay uh certain games that he can't he can't he can't respond there's nothing to say <laughs> well, no, i played more games this year than i've had in the last five yeah that's not so really two? saying much but anyway um so <laughs> i'm joking so, yeah, uh, you know it's good to have both of them on they're very insightful fellas over here and uh lots of good energy like i was saying before and like i said i, I don't know about the show being a big deal i i appreciate and enjoy your confidence and love for the show truly but it's we're still very small and i i love the community that we've uh, fostered and built for ourselves so i love those guys so much i love all the love and support that they give me and give us and give the family because a lot of them are in the chat too so mm -hmm. you know there's nothing but respect and love for all y'all for coming through and uh i'm glad people enjoy the show man and i'm glad that um i was able to help introduce you guys to the community i mean i know nautical was here already like he was he's been here uh, as long as villain has i think but you know a slow-mo meta along with a couple of other people too you know what i mean yeah, man, yeah absolutely first of all let's be for real you being you being super very, humble very generous right now with you're being super you're humble right now yeah being humble is that skull cast that deal let's be for real i wouldn't uh, as much as um as much as i be having a whole bunch of stuff to do i make sure that Scumcast is the one show that i if i'm available i'm there because that's where the energy is completely different on that show than any other show that i've ever been on and uh i just think that the one thing that we bring and that you bring, you bring a, a, a sense of family to it. And, you know, you're you're willing to bring people into that family. Now, how they if they make it out of it, you know, that's a completely different thing. Some people can't. But, every, but everybody has an opportunity and everybody has a voice. And I and that's the one thing I really appreciate about what you do with that show. And um, that's why it will always be like literally that thing that I will always continue to keep doing versus anything else. Yeah, uh, no, real quick, I, um, uh, um, sorry, uh, no, uh, real quick, we got a super chat from Aratomus in the house, or, or as, as we used to call him, Artemis, and before before we who's, stop, who's we stop trolling him. Who's we? Uh, me and Forte. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> That's the we. Just to trade off, we're calling this guy Artemis for like a good two or three weeks. But Aratomus in the house, he says, "Father, uh, super chat. Thank you for that, sir." He says, "Yo, what is good? DPS and." scrum i think he meant scum but yeah he says scrum queen dune is fire catch the show later yes dune is fire i haven't finished watching it um i guess the when i finally got done with work and everything i didn't it was already kind of late and i was setting things up for the show so i i have been i'm like halfway through the movie but already to me it's better than the 80s version of the movie by far uh, the uh, director, he may be kind of a dickhead, but he's good at making movies. So, I, I mean, what can you say? <laughs> you got to give people their props when they, they're extremely talented. But, uh, yeah, um, have you guys, are you guys going to watch the movie? Uh, I have tickets for Sunday. Nice. Forte? Uh, yeah, we have them for um, Tuesday when I'm off. Yeah, you don't have HBO Max? Huh? I do, but I want to see it in theater. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to do both. I'm going to do both. I couldn't wait. So 
I'm probably going to see it Saturday. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm, I, who knows how we feel by the time it, it the day it comes out, we might change our mind. And be like, yeah, we ain't going to the theater. We just gonna watch it here. Well, but. I already have tickets, man, so I gotta go. But um, I'm hoping, like, and the cool thing about it being on HBO Max is if it ends Whoa. up like if there's some person. Oh god, I was checking to make sure I'm not muted. But if there's some person in there who's like ruining it for being loud, I want to see Venom. Somebody had their baby in there. Like, oh come, I hate when that happens. Like, why don't bring? Look, just don't go. If you can't get a babysitter, you don't bring a child. First of all, it's Venom. Like, why are you bringing a two year old to Venom? Reason why, reason child's probably scared out of their mind looking at Venom teeth and tongue and and all that other crap, right? Like what? What are you doing? Like I, I can't stand when people do that. Just get a babysitter. Yeah, me, me neither. It's pretty annoying. But um, uh, it's I could just watch it on HBO Max if anything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I was saying I'm going to do both. I'm going to go see it in the theater, and then um, I, I just couldn't wait. So as soon as I knew it was available at uh, the premiere time, which is 6 p.m. today, so it was available at that point. And I've been, like I said, I'm about halfway through it, but fairly accurate to the books that I've read all of the, the main books that Frank Herbert, uh, created. He's a creator of Dune and I've actually read all of the, the prequel kind of books that were written by his son that are God awful. But I've, I, I mean, I read them only books I haven't read are the other books that his son did that's continue the story after the fifth book um after frank herbert died and i heard those are just as bad as the prequel books but i have them i haven't read them yet but eventually i will read them and probably be just as disappointed as the rest of the dune fandom but now um we can get off of dune um i think that i think that pretty much covered your your history and everything luca let's get into the topics and so first topic up is ubisoft so have you guys heard about this uh this rumor that ubisoft is actually making a splinter cell game it needs to stay a rumor why is that i will let you guys talk about this one i don't know anything about it needs to stay a rumor if it it, shout out the um deli asian deli was on the show a couple weeks like a month ago but um yeah, man. If if what he was putting out is actually what they're doing, they might as well not make a Splinter Cell game. <laughs> so to uh, what Forte is alluding to is the homie uh, Die uh, Asian Deli. Shout out to him. He uh, he was on uh, DPS a few weeks ago uh, in Twitter on Twitter. He now, if you guys recall, he is a former developer for for ubisoft and he's he's worked on we can we can say what he's worked on he's worked on Watch Dogs legion because he yeah he said that on the show uh he's 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 still a developer but doesn't work for ubisoft anymore but i'm assuming just based off of him still likely knowing people because he within the past year he left them so he still has to know a lot of people that work there he insinuated that <laughs> this he didn't insinuate he pretty much came out and said that it's okay he pretty much came out and said that this splinter cell game's a battle royale which like if any other publisher any other publisher you would say no way they would take splinter cell beloved splinter cell and turn it into a battle royale but considering how ubisoft has been rolling recently that makes total sense 
makes total sense that they would do something like that. Now, uh, I think I, what he basically was saying was, I think the biggest thing he said, cause he did say it was going to be a more, it was going to be mainline, meaning I do think it's going to be an actual splinter cell game with a story and everything, but I think it's going to be full, but I think, you know, the main focus of the splinter cell game is going to be the battle Royale that he talked about. I think when he made the tweet, he was saying like, you know, all I'm going to say is battle Royale, meaning that, is more going to be focused around that. But I do think we're more than likely going to get a feature Sam Fisher story. But how how much of that story is going to be based in everything that we know of right now or something new and how much of that is going to be taken away from when it comes to their development of this um Battle Royale, which if Delhi says that's what it's going to, and he's pulled a punch. He said, let me just say it's going to be a Battle Royale. And I'm like, yo, if anybody knows, he knows because he was there. Luca, are you, uh, are, are you, are you trying to play a uh, Splinter Cell Battle Royale? No, to, no, I'm, to play a I don't Royale have any interest in Splinter Cell or any boy Battle Royale, like in general. Yeah, me, me, me too, definitely get a Battle Royale. I have no interest in battle royale. <laughs> Luca, Luca, if Crucible gets a battle royale, you ain't gonna go in there. Uh, maybe, go but I'm not interested in, in it. Like, it's you not a. Go in there with your scout rifle. Plus, that's never gonna happen because they don't even give us new maps. It's been two years. So come on. Oh, Facts. Why do you want to give us a new mode, man? They're not even gonna give us a new mode. Facts. Now, <laughs> I I've never really been that big of a Splinter Cell fan. Honestly, the 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 last Splinter Cell I played before today was the first Splinter Cell that came out on Xbox. No lie. And I'm not into stealth games like that. So, like, it was a cool game back then, but it was just like, yo, this just really isn't my jam. I didn't finish it. Now, wanting to have some kind of footage for today's show, and now that I have Ubisoft Plus, I decided, well, I just go ahead and 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 download the most recent Splinter Cell game, which is Blacklist, which came out in 2013. Eight years ago and i downloaded it on on my pc played it you know it's, it's not a bad game i think i might finish it uh, i i, I the, the stealth elements are not as like the thing is that i can go loud if i want to that that's that's where i guess the flexibility of these kind of games makes it so that I, I can get with it. If it's a stealth game, but I can still complete my objective by just shooting and killing everybody I run into, then cool. And this so far, I mean, this game has that. I know it's old as hell, but like this is, well, let me not speak out of turn for Splinter Cell fans, but when people say they want another Splinter Cell, I'm assuming they want something like Blacklist right or or what was the other one conviction right forte uh yeah it was double agent conviction chaos theory pandora tomorrow so and so you're you're a splinter cell fan right yeah so when you and and guys like say like i think Rand Rand is a big one that's big yeah, into Rand's a big into, one too into splinter cell when you guys say you want another splinter cell game you're talking about this like a narrative driven story with with stealth elements in your missions and and stuff like that right this is this something that's more structured than single player not a multiplayer generic battle royale slash big massive ubisoft open world game right yeah exactly i think 
most people that want a Splinter Cell game. I think it's a lot of people that do like the the uh, Spies and Mercs game mode. I do think that is something that a lot of people will clamor for to actually come back, which was one of the best parts of Splinter Cell. But for the most part, everybody wants Michael Ironside voicing Sam Fisher. They want the iconic goggles to come back and to play into the single-player narrative of the campaign. Hey, real quick. We, is Ironside yeah. voicing Sam Fisher in Blacklist? Because it doesn't sound like him. No, he's not. It's not. Yeah. That was the first one he did do. That was a different actor. I kind of figured so because I was like, yo, this don't sound like Michael Ironside to me. No. <laughs> I mean, he, I don't think he did a bad job. But if, if I mean, the only, only way I think that you should replace a voice actor that's iconic for a certain character is if that guy passes away. That guy or woman passes away. And God forbid that happens to Michael Ironside. But, like, if he's still alive and kicking, then he needs to be the one doing the voice. My, my bad. Continue, sir. No, yeah. But, no, I think that's the biggest thing that people want. They just want to get that experience again. They uh, They just want those iconic goggles, the sound, the voice. You know, all of those things. And uh, a lot of people feel like they just didn't get the full closure at the conviction when it comes to Michael Ironside's story as Sam Fisher and everything. Uh, so I think that's what people really, truly want. And I, who knows how they're going to go about the the story and all the elements involved into it. Mm -hmm. But I think people just want to get a it's more of a narrative story that they want out of Splinter Cell than anything else. Um, they'll take the multiplayer, but the narrative has to be there and it has to be very, very strong, especially with them basically hiating this game for the course of the last decade almost. So they should have a lot of people willing to write a lot of good stories for Flint for Splinter Cell. And um, but you know, the court is still out on that one. Yeah, now I did want to acknowledge something. So I asked I asked Agent Deli a question, our 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 homie who's an ex Ubisoft dev, I, I asked them because I'm just looking at everything that's been going on recently in regards to Ubisoft and their latest reveals this year. I feel like every game they've revealed this year has re has been received poorly. Am I am I out of bounds by saying that? I think Far Cry's doing actually pretty good. But did they reveal they revealed that last year, right? Oh, you talk, okay? You're just talking about you're not talking about games that came out. You're just talking about games that they revealed just this year alone. Yes, just this year okay, alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hmm? think they revealed Far Cry earlier this year. I thought they revealed that last year. Yes, I'm I think they fairly certain. They, you know, they, 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 they revealed it last they, year. It was supposed to come out earlier this year and it got delayed. Yeah, they showed. They like said it was a thing. Like all you saw was the. Um, you just saw the opening trailer, last, not the, even the trailer, the cinematic last year, but mm -hmm. they showed the gameplay for the first time and everything this year. So okay. I really, so I mean, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Um, I just look at a reveal completely different. Like, okay, it's cool that they showed a trailer, but the reveal truly starts when you show the trailer for the first, the actual gameplay for the first time. And I think when they showed the gameplay, people were like, Oh, okay. This is actually pretty cool. We got chickens out here fighting people. We got dogs running around with no legs. It, it, it was, it was really, the dog but, looked cute. But, but so, you know, when they did the reveal, the first reveal without showing gameplay of the game, I mean, we, we know what, we know what a Far Cry game is, but so, but like we, when they first did like that, the story, like the, like the antagonist, I mean, exactly. So, so saw him, it was like, we, we love it. Right. That's the whole format for it. it's, it's having a charisma, Charismatic, 
uh, very big personality kind of antagonist that is that is like the focus of a far cry that you're you're taking on that with some you know really kind of generic protagonist usually but with, with uh having um, um giancarlo as as the villain who's like after playing uh the, the the great villain that he played in breaking bad a lot of people were down for that so i feel like that one revealed well but the other games that I think of that were revealed this year, the uh, the Avatar game they're working on, people didn't care for that. The Rainbow Six uh, expansion, I don't know if that's an expansion or its own game or what. I don't know. Extinction. Yeah, th- that it's an, exp- it's an expansion to it. It's just a it's a pay for expansion. Yeah, people aren't really hyped for that. Um, the Division. Heartland, which I'm officially not supposed to talk about, but just the re- let's just say the reception for that ain't great. Let's see, X Defiance has a like really, really, really bad reception to that. Nobody who played that or saw that thought it was it was like, what are you doing? Why why are you even wasting time with this? And then most recently. Ubisoft ain't gonna give you no type of review oh, keys. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they they well no actually that'd be have a pretty good uh I mean they they that's what Ubisoft. Yeah, I mean for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now, right? Um uh I, there was the what was the more the one more recently that they, they showed that people was like the Ghost Recon game, right? Is it Ghost Recon? It was Ghost Recon. Yeah, it was the, Ghost Recon. That that's a battle royale ish thing. Basically not Ghost Recon. It's not planning op executing op and right. super realistic with like headshot kills and being able to basically have a mission get uh failed and and dying pretty quickly just by making one little mistake that kind of stuff like but no the funny, the funny thing is that game is probably going to die now because battlefield has hazard zone which is built into the game and it's the same thing a four a four a four a four player experience versus other teams of four people in a battle royale setting where it comes to capturing a Jephthah's on the beat on the um, map I, I just want to say that all all this stuff is the dark there. zone all that stuff is the dark zone basically people yeah. taking on their own take on the dark zone from the division yeah. go ahead Luca my bad definitely needs like some more other projects to fail so they can stop being so stale with everything they release you know mm-hmm. everything follows that safe template and it's like yeah it works but it's also kind of starting to get like old hat and boring you know what i mean yeah and, and i think that's kind of what i was i was getting um um building up to so i asked agent Delhi this on twitter after he kind of like basically ruined everyone's hopes and dreams with the battle royale thing I like I said, tweet about that too, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. It was I like, said, you just out here making people's <laughs> dreams upset. <laughs> um, so I said, so where are the chances that their recent reveals being severely disliked? Because that Ghost Recon um, uh, reveal got dislike bombed to hell. I mean, it's like up at like, like 15K dislikes and like two likes. It's pretty bad. But mm-hmm. I said, um, being severely disliked has forced them to realize that their Splinter Cell Battle Royale was going to get the same exact treatment and they might actually change it. And his response was 90% chance they cancel and change the style. So even though 
he 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 basically killed everyone's hopes and dreams with what they were planning on doing. He thinks that they're going to change it. And I don't know if that's coming from just like his own personal feelings or if he's actually heard something from somebody that says, yeah, it's definitely going to change. They're, they're just shifting gears based off of the most recent the most recent uh, reception from the gaming community in regards to the games they're coming out with. So I guess we'll see. That's a hard move too, man. Like for you to for them to put the trailer out about that game and then showcase it and then for them to basically kind of pull the plug on it that's a lot of money lost i'm not saying they shouldn't do it but it's just hard for me to believe because we see a lot of these we see a lot of videos um on youtube and place like that where you'll see a reveal of something and they get reviewed not review bomb but it will get you know, downvoted like crazy into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, like Call of Duty, a couple of Call of Duty's done that. And now, granted, we're talking about Call of Duty, and there's way more people that play Call of Duty than you know that watch that thing on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that they get bombed the heck sometimes, and next thing you know, 16 million sold. And you know, same thing with you know cyberpunk and stuff, game busted and. You know, it, it still it's still sold, sold 30, like thirteen million, yeah, thirteen million. Even after we did a massive return uh, frenzy on a game, so I'm not trying. And I don't, it is a thing. I don't think Ubisoft has a game that's on that level. Maybe Assassin's Creed because of just yeah. the pedigree that that's you know that uh, publisher has with that um, IP. Ass- but, Assassin's Creed is almost a a can't fail IP. At, at this point, it is like yeah. one of those can't fail IPs, but. Everything else, like like I said, Ghost Recon has been a shell of itself pretty much since 360. Like ever since Xbox 360, and they switched everything over from the Graw model to the Advanced Warfighter model. And I mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed the Advanced Warfighter model. I I thought that was actually pretty cool. It was the first time that they went into the third person action um, showcase of the game, and it was more. It wasn't even squad based. It was just you and versus everyone else and that was really cool but then they just changed the formula up all together when they got the uh wildlands and they got the breakpoint and although i like wildlands wildlands i I like wild i like wildlands too but it's the thing is especially with breakpoint they did such a minimum upgrade to the overall systems they like it's like they just added things to the game that were technically there in wildlands but they just improved them but they, well, they know they also enough. changed the format no look i'm a I, yes. I'm, I'm a yes. division yes. fan but when i play ghost recon i don't want to play the division i want to play ghost recon and they try right. to exactly. and, and do the, the ubisoft thing where they their games share systems share systems that they shouldn't share and they although they pivoted from that when the reception was the heck this is not ghost recon and then they made it more traditional ghost recon kind of like what you got from wildlands which i heard is pretty good i need to, to, to actually get breakpoint a shot eventually but ubisoft should know better like why do you keep doing these things and then when your the reception is negative do you go oh oh I, we didn't realize you guys didn't want that we'll 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 we'll, sh- we'll change things up like they came out with a re um almost right after the reveal the ghost recon the new ghost recon game and said that uh it's been put on hold indefinitely based off of the reception well no duh why how 
How many times do people have to tell you that when they say they want a, a, a particular IP, they want the game that you used to make? And I understand that might sound like a contradiction to some people because we talk about how their game games are very samey, but mm-hmm. the, they're very samey in using the same systems, the same assets, n- no no identity between the different games, just one big Ubisoft identity of massive open world and and mission spam but right what people want when they say i want splinter cell they want what is traditional to splinter cell the stealth the the sam fisher the tech the the gadgets that's what they want right they don't want open world far cry ish splinter cell so like that that's the difference and it seems like they don't get it or they don't want to get it because like if they just ask people <laughs> they're pretty sure they would get that answer from anybody who's interested in their games. Well, but, I think I think it just gives them the ability to since they have a formula it gives them the ability to go in to an early development phase with a game knowing that the systems are pretty much going to be shared across even different not even just different games yeah, but it makes development easier. Yeah. yeah. Because they, at one point, Ubisoft was dropping four AAA games a year. Oh, yeah. I remember. We was like, God dang, how many games? But then when we thought about it, like they were all the same. They were all the same, but they were selling. And so for yeah, them, this selling. was like, well, of course this is working. It's selling. At the the annual like top 10 list of games, two or three of our four games are in that top, the top 10 every single year. So it's working for us. But then they that's when they realize oh wait a minute uh division two didn't sell like we thought it would uh um ghost recon breakpoint bombed and no one likes us what happened and it's just like well you 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 kind of missed the point of 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 what people what people said we want these games and you don't provide those games anymore like like just throw tom tom clancy's name on anything isn't going to guarantee that it's going to sell you need to actually provide something the reasoning behind why people like tom clancy games from the very start and none of your games are designed like that anymore so yeah i do i do want to ask luca i want to get her involved in the conversation so uh you being a huge uh um from software fan and a lot of people you know, no, there's a there's a formula to those games. But the thing is, they keep they do a really good job of kind of separating them and keeping them more fresh and renewed when it comes to the different types of games that they do make, even though they are kind of in the same wheelhouse of the way that you play them and stuff. The experience is just different. What is it that you think developers can learn from their way of making those games to kind of freshen up? their games to kind of make people not feel like I'm just going into the same experience with just a different name or number after a game that they publish. Luca? Did Luca I, just fall? I, no, oh, no, no I'm just Luca. thinking. Uh, it's an interesting question. I don't really know how to answer that. Uh, at the end of the day, From Software released Dark Souls 2 Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 within three years. So Dark Souls 2 was 2014, Bloodborne was 2015, and Dark Souls 3 was 2016. And if you look between those three games, not so much Dark Souls 2 because Miyazaki-san wasn't really heading that project, but um, Bloodborne and 
Dark Souls 3 are very similar in regards to certain things like the going to a bonfire slash a camp light and replenishing their health, all that stuff. I think the main difference is there's only really been, there's three mainline Dark Souls games, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, and then Sekiro. And then with like Assassin's Creed um, and then all the other games that Ubisoft is uh, helming certain, uh, currently. Let's see. How many Assassin's Creed games have there been? It's been one. Oh, three. man. Uh, there's at least there's at least there's at least a dozen yeah so it's like it it has to do with quantity as well you know what i mean and it's like you know uh say what you will about from software games but overall the games are quality but they do follow this template that is where you can kind of say like oh they got this from this they took this part from Dark Souls or they took this part from Bloodborne and they incorporated it, it into this game and they switched it up here. Like for me personally, I think the um, their latest game Sekiro, while excellent uh, in regards to the combat, the story is very generic and basic and boring in my opinion. Um, okay. But the com the, all they they seem to uh, reiterate and refine on the con combat uh, with each new game. So Demon Souls combat. And Dark Souls combat are similar in a lot of ways, but in other ways, they're very uh, different from one another as well. But Demon Souls and Dark Souls, uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls 2 have certain things in common that aren't there in Dark Souls 1. And then Dark Souls 3 has things from Demon Souls that weren't there in Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls. So it's kind of like they're building upon each other. And if you can, if you take a look at Bloodborne, it very much, you could see that Souls template underneath mm-hmm. all of it you know even though the story is different um the environment is different the setting is different the character is different but you could still see like oh you can tell that this is a from software game i i feel like the most uh the huge the biggest deviation would definitely be sakura because the gameplay is so fluid uh especially in comparison to the other souls titles but you know they're still souls games are still known for the fun combat you know what i mean so right i just think like they are smart to not just continue with the Dark Souls franchise and take that formula and build upon it and create series where it's like you can see the Souls-esque and Souls template and this feel the Souls formula. And then but you can also tell that they've changed it up. That being said, Elden Ring looks like Dark Souls 4, so maybe maybe they haven't changed it up all that much. I mean... Um, well, you horses. Can, yeah. You can um, definitely... Yeah, I mean, it's got horses, but it's like Dark Souls. You know, the combat looks very much like Dark Souls. You know what I mean? So I just think that um, maybe they're not a good example for for what can other developers do? Because they're still developers that follow the same template. Well, I do think the one, the first thing that you did say, I think it's probably the most important thing is the fact that it's just not as many of them. So when you get to a certain point, franchise fatigue hasn't kicked in for you um as much in a friend in a from software franchise game versus ubisoft because now you, you like you said we're up to 10 or 11 maybe 12 maybe more than that when it comes to assassin's creed um you know ghost recon no so not so much you know it's only been two of them over the course of the last generation uh, but then Far Cry has went all the way from Far Cry, I believe, four. So four, five, and six have been in the last generation. Uh, so it's just, it just seems like they're just, you know, building on that template. But the thing with the template is that template 
isn't different between any of their games. Like you feel like you're playing. If you play one, you feel like you're playing the other. The only difference is Ghost Recon is kind of grounded in military action and Far Cry is in a militia action. And, you know, you got the stealth version of it when it comes to Assassin's Creed. But when you kind of boiling them down to their essence, you're kind of playing the same thing, but just a different coat of paint over the top of it. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, which is in some cases is fine because if that's what what your gaming uh, demographic, uh, your community for that game is looking for, if they're just looking for more of the same or with just like minimal changes. Then, then you should. I think you should provide what they're looking for. I think that's true. That's true. I, and I, I think that oftentimes what we see is that they switch things up when no one wanted them to do so. <laughs> so like it's like they they switch things up, and and everybody still kind of wanted more of what you provided before, or they 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 continue to provide too much of that when people are asking for you to kind of evolve the 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 gameplay loop or the game design and it's just yeah it, it it just always seems like there's a disconnect to me at least it seems to me between what the gamers want and what the developers think we want or want us to want or maybe they you know they got that whole philosophy that BioWare had <clears throat> after Mass Effect 3 where there was just like uh we, we're the creators Right. This is what we wanted to end the story with, you know, don't tell us how to finish our games kind of deal, which, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with, but it is Did what you it guys is. Realize that there was 14 with the three side scrollers. They have side scrolling Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah. They have the um, China Assassin's Creed, China. Um, I believe liberations is a side scroller and there's one more. No, Liberations was the Vita game, I believe. But there, yeah, there are three of them. Three of the ones that are side scrolling. They play more like that. Um, I forget the name of that ninja that ninja game that came out a long time ago. That was an ninja Gaten? Not Ninja Gaten. It was um, hey, I, I'll, I'll think of it as uh, we go through the show. Um, can't remember the name of it. But yeah, it's side scrolling. Um, you know, you have assassin you can do assassinations and stuff inside of the um the play space just like you can do in a regular Assassin's Creed game, but it's it's more um vertical and horizontal when it comes to like you could be above or below and everything like that. Slackrow says Mark of the Ninja. Yep, Mark of the Ninja, that's it. Nice, nice crow. Yeah, uh yeah. Um I'll I'll say before we finish this up, I I, I I can see why people really want Splinter Cell to come back because playing Blacklist just felt kind of felt like a brush of fresh of fresh air. Like I, the games aren't really made like this anymore, so it, it was it was a little bit different. A single player game had cutscenes that were very you know well thought out, and and I, I like my military ops and stuff like that. Like I remember playing Rainbow Six back in the day. Uh, with my friends when I was in high school playing Ghost Recon and us being completely like just flabbergasted that <laughs> we didn't we had to plan the op before doing it. Yep. And we were just like, what? What did they want Ghost us to Recon. do? Yep. Whatever. Let's just play it. And we would just go in and just get molly whopped. Like 
running loud, like we playing Halo, getting headshot immediately. I was like, yo, I don't understand what's going on here until we figured it out that like this not this is like a that was the cool thing about those games. You had to unlock you had to play the campaign if you wanted to unlock all the weapons for multiplayer. Mm -hmm. And uh I like I hated it, but I loved it all at the same time because the game taught you how to play it as you were going through the single player and you took those experiences into the multiplayer and then you just got, you know, better and better. And you, if you wanted those weapons that you kept getting killed by in multiplayer, you had to go play that single player and games don't do that anymore. You know, they kind of just say, well, pick pictures where you want to go single player and multiplayer instead of, you know, kind of, you know, guiding you through the experience like games used to do in the past. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess we can move on now. Let's talk about this Matt Booty interview with kind of funny. So did you guys uh, see this interview? I did. What, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, Interesting. Just, I mean, people, everybody, look, you know, shout out to Cognito, you know, the, the, you know, the, the busiest man in the crumb side, but, um, he's not he in always, the crumb side. Well, he, well, he's not in the crumb side, but you know, he's still, you know, a lot of people still consider Iron Lore is the middle of the pack. They, they, they straddle both sides of the line. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, I can see. I no, can see not that. Cognito in general, but you know, the, the show. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. But shout out to my man, you know, hashtag just one. And um, everybody's very enamored with them just giving them this one game. You know, that was what um, Nick was asking a lot on just, you know, what are they going to do when it comes to actually getting just that one experience, like a PlayStation game that everybody wants. And I mean, granted, I want that experience. I do want to see Xbox have that experience, but I don't have to have an Xbox to enjoy that experience. I just want Xbox to do what Xbox is good at. You know, it feels like a lot of people are trying to force Xbox to be something that they aren't. Now, if they make a game like you know that, what? put a pin own, in that, put a pin in that because we're because we're actually going to switch to I want to talk specifically about two, yeah, go ahead. two quotes that my booty had in that interview. And um, part of what you're talking about is answering kind of like a part of the discussion of making yeah, a game that's kind of like sony's game so like i the first one uh in in regards to this is let me find it give me a second uh about creativity right about xbox game studios and creativity so uh i don't know if you guys are watching the stream or not but if you are then you'll I be able to it. you'll be able to hear the sound for, come up from there so let me just go switch over to that now. that uh, i believe the numbers for cfp is around 25 up, sir, million Taz, which is super impressive man. and super awesome what? does that make we you guys go emos, we want to see more sea of thieves like in, in terms of the type of game that it is because i know xbox game studios in terms of the catalog is very diverse, right? You got your Forces, you have your Halos, you have your Gears, you have so many different types of games. Does Sea of Thieves success motivate you to want to chase after that type of game, that type of experience for the audience? It's a, I love that question because it's got a lot of layers to it. Um, and so I'll try to tease some of them apart. You know, probably the closest thing that we have to the next Sea of Thieves is Grounded from Obsidian, which might seem like a weird kind of a thing, but that game was made with a really small group of people. I think that it's the kind of game that's got 
a great foundation that we could be working on grounded for the next five, 10 years, right? I mean, it could keep growing. If you remember when uh, Sea of Thieves first came out, some of the criticism was there's not enough to do, it's a cool idea, maybe the world isn't realized enough now, uh, realized enough. But when you then look at what we started the summer with, with the pirate's life, with how we were able to bring the Disney characters into Sea of Thieves, you know, that's a pretty long journey for something like that to go on. So, you know, I think that the next Sea of Thieves, the next 25 million players is lurking somewhere in one of our games like a Grounded. In terms of steering the teams toward games, it comes back to what I said about being creator-led. You know, I want them making the game that's inside them that they want to make, and then our job is to support them. And the cool thing about Game Pass is that it's got room for everything from Halo to uh, you know smaller games like Grounded. We've got some really cool stuff that's a little bit smaller coming from Obsidian. We have uh, smaller teams. By smaller, I think of like you know 75 people, our studio uh, up in Montreal, Compulsion Games, and what they're working on. You know, single player, multiplayer, big game, small game. Um, we really orient to what does the team want to work on that they feel passionate about. And the last thing anybody needs me thinking about is what I call sort of portfolio bingo. Like I don't want to go to Tim Schaefer, you know, Tim, I we really need a rodent based mascot. platform. <laughs> <laughs> That's not in the grid anywhere. Like I, I don't, I, you know, let them make what they, what they think is going to be cool. Right. Okay. So, I think it's probably finishing up for you guys uh, right about now. Uh, Luca, what, what are your thoughts on on that quote from Matt Booty? Oh, man, did we lose Luca? I just realized we lost Luca. Um, I'll try, we'll try to get it back in. Uh, Forte, what were your thoughts on, on uh, Matt Booty's quote? Uh, I think he's absolutely correct. And that's exactly what he should be saying. You know, it, it mostly just comes down to creativity is going to always be something that a lot of people are going to question when it comes to Xbox, because Xbox really hasn't created anything on their own. Everything they kind of created was um, pretty much paid for and bought in full. Um, this, this is going to be the first generation in, in a long time, that we're well i won't say everything because forza i think they built from the ground up which is the only ip i feel like they grew up from the ground up even though we got games we do got see at these and stuff like that that he mentioned um games like that grounded um those are games that they cultivated from the ground up but some people don't look at those games as games that they really want to experience so it really just comes down to microsoft creating a game that people want to play that people look at and say, wow, this is an experience that I actually want to see. Um, I see you got a vowel on the screen. That could be one of those games. Um, even when Starfield comes out, let's be for real, slow-mo, they're, they're not going to get credit for Starfield like that. If Starfield blows them against oh, the fans, because because ultimately it's going to be that same formula like Halo was when it first came out. Like, this is something that you didn't cultivate. This is something that you paid for. Yes, you're going to get credit for it just because it's a studio that you own. Well, I, but the I don't, vast majority. I, I look. I, I feel. I feel what it, you're yeah. saying, but like I don't acknowledge that whatsoever. Like well, I don't uh, Obsidian, either, but I'm just Obsidian you what is the overall like, like is. they they acquired. Okay, so Sony acquired Insomniac. No one says, "Hey, well, look, I don't give Sony credit 
for Spider-Man well, well, and, and Ratchet Sony. and Clank Rift Apart because you just acquired that studio. Well, like, no, Ratchet and, Ratchet and Clank is, is something that they own, though. They own Ratchet and Clank. From, yeah, but uh, Insomniac has always made it, and Insomniac prior to that was not a first-party studio. But they still own it. Well, well, they Microsoft owns Obsidian and everything that no, Obsidian once owned. Listen, listen. Before, this is what I'm trying to say. Before, um, even before the um, the purchase of Bethesda, they were making third party games. That's what they. That's what the wheelhouse was. I'm not. I'm not saying overall you're not right in the this in what you're saying. I'm just saying what the conversation is going to be for just those titles in particular. Now, when we get to something like uh, when we get to something like uh, what's the name of it, Elder Scrolls Six, mm-hmm. th- that game is so far out. Xbox is going to have so much input into that game. No one's going to be able to take that game away from them when it comes to like what if that game is a a blockbuster hit or whatever. I'm just saying when it comes to this game. So so you're saying because because Avowed was in development before the acquisition that people are still not going to give it. Yeah, the majority of it was in. Now, if you're talking about Avowed not coming out to 2024, then that's something different. But if Avowed comes out next year. Or the or what? I don't think it's coming out next year. Probably twenty twenty three at the earliest. Yeah, if probably. it comes out twenty twenty three, then Xbox is going to have they're they're going to have something to say about that. I'm just saying what the reason I say, and that's why the only one I said of all of them was Starfield, is because we saw Starfield five four or five years ago, and that thing has been in development that long, and we know it's coming. It, we know it's coming out next year, so they're not going to get the. The love that they think they're going to get off that game, they're going to get a pat on the back just because they own it. They're going to say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Xbox finally got a really good game. Um, thank God that they own Bethesda. But the games that Bethesda put out after Starfield are the ones that they're going to get the most um, the most love out of. Like, you know, when it comes to Redfall, games like that. You know, when those games, I don't even think Redfall because Redfall comes out next year too. That game just came up out of the woodwork. I I just really don't have anything to say with that game. Well, 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 look, okay, so people tried to say the same thing about Psychonauts too, right? That that oh well, that game was a crowdfunded game. Uh, Did they? They uh, what's his name? Double Fine used the Kickstarter to to get developments started on it. They got nothing to do with that. So the game reviewing well, being received well, being a good game has nothing to do with Xbox. I think this is just people in their fanboyism not giving credit when it's due. They own the studio. It's the first party Xbox studio that made a good game. Acknowledge hear, it and move on. But hear, hold, hold on. Hold on. Did you hear people also, come out and actually celebrate that though? Well, some did, but most people, not most people, some people, like the same people that you're saying would say that about Avowed and about some of these other studios that they acquired in their more recent games that started development before they got acquired are the same people who were saying that about Psychonauts 2. Either, either they're completely ignoring or not just not even knowing, be ignorant of the fact that that uh, Tim Schafer said that those really good boss fights that were in Psychonauts 2 would not have been there in there if they weren't acquired by Microsoft because it was 
Xbox's additional funding that allowed oh, them to put why, that stuff back and in. That's why I didn't say Psychonauts because we all know that a lot of the stuff that was added to the game was due to the purse that Microsoft. Yeah, yeah but see, the thing is that game. like overall, that's happening for all of their games. So for anyone that just kind of feel like, oh, well, that that's just clearly just solely the work of the studio without well, any influence from my from from xbox we don't know that stuff wasteland 3 waste uh a uh brian fargo studio head of wasteland um of of in exile said that for wasteland 3 if they didn't get acquired by by xbox then you wouldn't have had the level of voice acting in the game that that game had that it, a lot of people check out the play, games because they gotta read the dialogue instead of actually oh, hearing voice actors so I definitely check out. See, see, so like it's like with people, there's just no possible way that these games get acquired by the by by Xbox and Xbox had zero like no funding, no nothing to do with it. Clearly, we know that they have a management issue in managing and, pu- and publishing games. And so may, that's not a strong suit for them. But some of these studios like Double Fine, like Exile, Obsidian, don't need to have their hand held. They are veteran studios that know how to make their games and they make quality games already in the past. All they needed was somebody to just give them the money to do so. And I think that's what Matt Booty's talking about when he says that he's not going to Tim Schafer and saying, hey, can, can you make this rodent-based game for I me? Agree. Hundred percent. Instead, he's letting Tim Schafer make whatever the hell Tim Schafer wants to make because Tim Schafer knows more about making games than he does, and that is if if, if I I know I'm, I'm saying sounds like I'm like defending no, Xbox you, you, here. No, you listen, but this is this is great. I've never heard you actually defend Xbox. This I'm is, not defend. I'm not even. I'm not. Go. I don't even call it defending Xbox. I'm just basically just You're stating a fact truth. that You're that the truth about Xbox right that now. Them standing out of the way of these veteran studios is the smartest decision they can make. Period. But like, then, but then we cram, we creamed them for the ones that they don't because get. because it's like it's it's a balancing act. So it's always like let let's say you and I are both parents, right? Absolutely. And you got one kid that is straight a straight A's straight lace. You ask them to do something, they just do it. There's no talk back. There's no. They're not getting in trouble. They're not sneaking out. They're not getting into all kinds of trouble. You you know how to handle them you can just give them an assignment or say hey go do this and they're going to do it and let's say you got another child that's the complete opposite right it's always a problem they're always rebelling against you they're skipping school all the time you can't treat them both the same i know like the whole mentality that people have is they supposed to treat your kids all the same no like you love your kids all the same love them both equally you should but as far as how you treat them, you can't treat them the same when one doesn't act like the other. Sure. And so if both of my these two kids are supposed to be going to school, I might be more inclined to make sure that the, the, the rebellious one is actually at school than the one that isn't. And so what I mean by that, this example is that when you have a you have a, 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 a stable of studios here. Some are extremely experienced and have the prestige that comes with delivering on multiple good games already. Those are your Obsidians, your, your the Coalition, that's Playground Games, 
ninja theory, right? And then you got your ones that, and, and I, I'm trying to call these guys the rebellious, like, you know, potheads or anything like that. I'm not saying that. No, no. What I'm saying is that you have your studios that have not had, w- like, one great game yet. Like mm-hmm. Undead Labs, Compulsion. And so with those studios, those are the ones that you can't treat the way you treat Double Fine. Because Double Fine doesn't need to have their hands held. But maybe Compulsion does. Maybe Compulsion needs some guidance. And I think the problem with Xbox Game Studios is that when it comes to that side of things, as Matt Booty has said, he's not doing any of that. He's not guiding anything. He's like, what do you need? I am advocating on your behalf of what you need to to fill and anyone else above me. That's what he's doing. And that's not managing. That's allowing them to manage themselves. But if a studio isn't hasn't shown they are capable of doing that yet, their growth in that department is based solely upon their ability to do so and mm-hmm. and not you. Like I, I don't know if I'm making sense here or not. But no, you, no, you no. See- I, I no, I, I agree. I, I the thing is, I don't want people to think that I don't. I don't feel like they deserve credit because I do. I feel like they deserve credit for. All of these these um, these games they released because they put the money up to support and purchase these studios, so they're te- they they're under the leadership of Microsoft Game Studios and you know Bethesda's still Bethesda Softworks on their own. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I'm just saying, no matter until they got games that come out and move the needle for people on a consistent level. It's always good. Like right now, the story continues to always be. It's like, you know, Xbox hasn't cultivated its own, you know, IPs from the ground up yet. Mm. So a lot of the IPs that we're getting are IPs that were already, you know, developed and, you know, tried and true when it comes to a lot of these, um, a lot of people out there. Starfield will be the newest one, but even Starfield has kind of been a game that's been in development for so long. So yes, Xbox is going to have some type of input, not input, but some type of um, overall thing when it comes to that game, but not as much as a lot of people will want it to have versus some of the games that's coming out later on. Like that's why I say the longer, the more Xbox does better with the way that their games are releasing, the more people will have to leave this narrative in the dust. And I think that's what Xbox wants to happen. They want people to know that we're not just, like you said, Halo 4's in gears. We're not just that, that, that development studio anymore. We can actually cultivate our own games. We can build games from the ground up. And I think that's part of the thing where he talks about creativity. You want They want to let their studios be able to craft the experiences that they want to, exp- they want to make and they want those, and they want their fans to be able to play that across a wide dev- uh, amount of different devices and stuff. So, I agree a hundred percent in everything you were just saying. I just think it's just going to take a while for the greater, you know, community to pick up on exactly what he's saying because he he's talking on third level type stuff. But right now, people just want them to put out good games. They Thanks. don't care about all that extra stuff. They just want the games first, then talk about all this, all this other stuff second. Facts, Aluka. Also, it, yeah. I, I just I don't really think it matters what the people who are going to be downplaying this are people on the internet. They and, don't matter um, anyway. They mm-hmm. don't really matter, especially a lot of the critique and criticism 
uh, it'll be in like the um, social media posts. It'll be under the post uh, for certain games being released. It'll be like um, Nibble, Nibble. Yeah, 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 Nibble. Yeah. He'll he'll make a post like, oh, this game was released and it got this score and it sold this much. And then there would be like your usual suspects in the comments saying the same nonsensical nonsense that they've been saying for years now and getting a bunch of likes and retweets and it just being completely irrelevant to how everything else is actually going. You know, people were bashing Psychonauts too, but people, there were still people who genuinely really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, yep. say whatever you will about Microsoft, but they are helping these corp- uh, these these studios, like you said. Um, and I agree with your your analogy. Was that what it was? Uh, yeah. Promo? Mm-hmm. With the whole, you got one kid who's doing good, and the other kid who's like a troublemaker. It's like, yeah, I I think um, when it comes to this kind of thing in general, I do wish they had a little bit more um, a little more bit more input when it comes to some studios who have mm-hmm. been a little. Sketchy yeah. over the sketchy. last couple of uh, game releases. I definitely wish there was a little bit more oversight there because it doesn't make any sense that certain titles are um, releasing the way that they are. Or sorry, it's my brother uh, releasing the way That's that okay. they are. Yeah, uh, you're good. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, anyway, so I just think that um, you know, I I'm not really worried about Xbox right now when it comes to this stuff. And I think, you know, you should give them their flowers. Buying Bethesda was definitely the best thing that they could have done. And yep. regardless, you know, I mean, I I hope to God they have a little bit more oversight when it comes to Bethesda Game Studios so their games don't release broken and buggy anymore. But God, you know, we'll see what, what happens there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and then now I do want to also uh, switch over to the second quote. And that's this is, this is in regards to what Forte was talking about a little uh, while ago about hashtag just one so i'm gonna switch over to that and then you guys can hear we'll be able to hear um matt booty talk about that so give me a second you know with playstation studios finding so much success kind of with uh their pedigree of games and their their ip that they focused on the last generation or so uh building into you know some of the the biggest triple a debatably quadruple a uh games out there you just said that like you're not really chasing this or that but like do you do you ever kind of think as the head of xbox game studios i want i want us to have one of those type of games yeah well first just to bring it up i mean you know hats off to sony and they just their studio system and uh the 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 leaders that they've got there i mean it's fantastic right there's just you can't argue with the the quality and the craft and the the games that they've delivered and that they're working on now and the stuff that we've seen so far so just you know kudos and uh hats off to them i think i i tend to come at that less of one of those and more making sure that we are paying attention to fan expectations, right? And I think that there's a, there, there's a certain kind of game that generates an anticipation that kind of becomes this big tentpole moment. It's a game that fits that intersection that everybody can play. Uh, and it's also a big world that you feel like you can have, you know, you can inhabit. Um, and I think those kind of games are important. Uh, and certainly, you know, it's been a place where we have not been out in front. We haven't really the sort of one-to-one with uh, Sony there. I don't necessarily want to get into what's our Uncharted, what's our Horizon Zero Dawn, what's our this, what's our that. I don't think that does anybody any good, but I 
you hit on a great point, which is what I take away was what are those games that have got universal themes that have got a big world that people want to get lost in that have really well realized characters and really high production values. That is absolutely what uh, you know we want to go after. And uh, Phil did uh, an interview yesterday, I think, with the Wall Street Journal, and he was talking about, look, we're not done, <laughs> right? We're still growing. The games industry is growing. Xbox is growing. And so we studios are going to have to grow along with that. And uh, making sure that we've got those kind of games for our fans is important to us. Okay, so um, switching back now. So Luca, yeah, I, um, I did see people like. I feel like they just read the headline, maybe, but mm -hmm. uh, they were taking what he had said here, um, the headline that is, and comparing it to Phil Spencer as like a contrasting thing. But I feel like he said the exact same thing. I agree. He he did say the exact same thing, just a little differently and kind of like touched on some different things here and there. But it's overall the same theme, the same point is that they they acknowledge Sony's quality, but they're not trying to make an Uncharted. They're not trying to make a Horizon Zero Dawn, but they they do want to make blockbuster games, just not necessarily like those blockbuster games. Right. 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 So, uh, uh. Forte, what were we now in regards to what you were saying before about hashtag just one? What, what are your thoughts about Matt Booty? Uh, Matt Booty's quote right there. No, I I think his his quote is spot on. It really just comes down to what everybody wants from Microsoft. Like you being, a, if if you're an Xbox gamer, what is it that you want from Xbox? Up until this point, most people just want Xbox just to, you know, bring out great games. They don't, it's not any particular game they want, you know, because I don't, the thing is, I don't need Xbox to do what Sony does because I have a PlayStation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not saying that I don't want to have an experience like PlayStation has on their system, but I don't want Xbox to be forced to feel like they have to give me that type of experience. That type of experience should be cultivated over years and years of growth with their studios in order to get to that point, instead of trying to go out and force something on people that guess what, if it doesn't work, then what the, the normal for Microsoft has been in the past is, not to go forward with that IP. That's too much time, too much development. That that's too much that's too much wasted man hours to put out something that you want to try to copy somebody else's style of doing a game. But now see, I here, okay. Oh, give me a second. I kind of feel like it's not really just copying someone else's style of games. For example, well, that's what people remedy want. remedy with quantum break. I like Quantum Break. I love Quantum Break. One but of the like few games I beat. But but like that <laughs> would kind of fit the format of the kind of game that we're talking about. Um, Crystal Dynamics with Rise of the Tomb Raider, which they they went and secured as a timed exclusive at one point, fits that same kind of template of what you see from Sony: narrative driven, uh, third person perspective, action adventure games. They were quality games. Now, I don't know how. Well, Rise of, I agree. I agree with you with Quantum Break. 
Rise of the Tomb Raider, all the Tomb Raiders, those are third-party games. Yes, they went out and got marketing rights for them, but they are not their games. True, but Quantum Break, I agree. But, but they 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 saw the enough about though? Rise of the Tomb Raider that, to say we need to get this as a timed exclusive for us. But what was the problem with Quantum Quantum Break though? Because I agree with you, I love Quantum, Quantum Break, Break. Was buggy at launch, and I think in addition to its bugginess at launch and not reviewing so great, the at the time their insistence that remedy do this tv show thing TV because show alongside of it because because yep. back then they were tv 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 yep. uh dampened what is overall a really good solid game and then there's also the fact that all their other issues with the drm and their and their reputation at that time kind of allowed kind of made it so but all the stuff was, was self-inflicted on their own anyway so it is what it is but that all of that led to quantum break and the xbox not even having a big enough like install base to really have it be able to at least break even because they spent a, a tons a of money. money right now i think if they did a quantum break two, let's say they work with remedy, did a quantum break two, they cut out the TV, uh, the TV shows. They just incorporated that into actual cutscenes, and they did a quantum break two that just took the, the foundation of what quantum, quantum break was, added some additional, some, some additional improvements to it. And it actually performed well at launch the way control did. That's asking for a lot. Is it, is it really? I I'm just telling you what the overall narrative has been. But well, well, I'm telling. Well, forget the narrative. I'm talking about like that. Well, that that's part of it. Until they do it on a consistent basis. But what what I'm saying is that a Quantum Break two in today's game environment, I think, would sell extremely well on an Xbox console. That is is. Xbox Series X is, is can't stay on shelves. Is, I, the funny so, thing is, I think it would it would sell great on a PlayStation platform. It would. It would absolutely it was, absolutely it would. Still, it would so great on PlayStation. But you know, I don't think it's it's strictly of, of course like different platforms have different some genres sell better on I other platforms than others. But, but look, look, Tales of Arise charted an MPD on Xbox in the United States. So yes, I don't it think did. it's impossible for you to sell certain games, certain genres on, on the platform. And I think if they want to be diverse, that you do need to kind of provide a game like that. And I think if you, you really do. are allowing creator freedom the way that you say you do, that out of 24 studios, at least one of y'all want to make a game like that, right? <laughs> at least one. Like, I can't see none of y'all wanting to make a game like that. Luca, what do you think? Luca? How oh, did we lose Luca again? Lucas, there. She felt she fell asleep. Oh man! Hey, hey! Look, I listening to you talk. It ain't whatever. I ain't. She ain't fall asleep. Hey, all we gotta do is sing. Go ahead and somebody sing a verse. Please no. Please no. No one singing. Reach out and touch. Forte. 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 So look. No, I mean, all right. So he he's basically echoing exactly what. Bill Spencer said about 
we're going to do blockbuster games. He even said it in the other in the other uh, quote that I showed before, where he said that Game Pass. Ah, uh, you know what? It wasn't in that. Maybe it wasn't that, or maybe it was just in what I read. But he was talking about game how Game Pass Hello? allows for. There you Hello, are, Luca. Not me. Fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. Not me Would being muted. Uh, apologies. Apologies. <laughs> Not me being muted and talking. Um. Okay. I think the issue with uh this idea that they can't have like a game that's similar to um Sony's is that there's only so many ideas. Uh, yep. and it's kind of like people. People in these studios have to build off other ideas. So it's like you can point to a game and be like, that game reminds me of this game or that game mm-hmm. reminds me of this game. And this game has elements from this game. So I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with them, like doing something um, comparable to something in Sony's wheelhouse. Uh, but it's also cool for them, you know, wanting to do their own thing as well. And I'm interested to see where that actually goes. But it's like uh, it's I can't think of something that's wholly uniquely 100 percent like original does that yeah. make sense yeah no that yeah, makes total sense because and and what realm of reality is AAA gaming original i mean like everybody copies something from someone else you, you can look at any game and you can see elements that have worked already from other games because publishers overall and we've seen this uh, mentioned by numerous developers before that publishers are very gun shy and they don't want to approve of game design ideas unless you can actually pull out a PowerPoint and point to the instances in gaming history where it's worked before because they don't want to invest multi millions of dollars in your game or off a hunch. See, that's if you want real originality and, 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 uniqueness you go to the small indie scene indies yeah yeah because because no one's telling them no and they don't dump the same amount of money that these big triple a's do which why do they dump so much money into these titles like isn't that just a choice at the end of the day why are they spending so much money on on games and just that are lacking so much originality yeah yeah the bigger the game the 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 higher the graphical fidelity the longer it takes to develop a lot of that cost comes into okay let's say you got a game that's got like photorealistic visuals in the in the environment and stuff like that it it takes a lot of people to get that right and it takes a long time with the current tools to get that right that's getting better with like Unreal Engine 5 and the Lumen, the Lumen tech and stuff like that. It is getting better and so that you don't need as many people and it doesn't take as much time to get that level of visual. But in the past or in the present actually, because that stuff really isn't being fully implemented yet, you you needed like what is the size of some some more than some small studios just to work right. on those kind of things and it takes years so now you're paying people salaries their met their benefits all this other stuff and that stuff racks up and overall that's where you end up spending all this money to to develop these games and reach a, a certain level of graphical fidelity where you you are convinced that the the audience is going to check it out because wow look at these these graphics and then they find out the you, game is good. Can you name pieces. some games with like really insane graphics that have really good gameplay too? I can tell you, mm. The Last of Us Part Two. 
Yeah, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, really. Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, Not, visuals uh, any, that they think were possible. I'll even tell you. Um, stuff. Go ahead. I'll even tell you something like you know you know like the Call of Duty games and stuff. The reason those things sell like they sell in the multiplayer side, I mean the single player side, is because of those multiple set pieces that they put in the trailers. Like you watch those trailers, you pretty much played the game because they're kind of showing you the big set pieces in the game, just not showing it all to you. And if you sit back and think about how much those set pieces cost for them to make to put into those games. It's astronomical. Like, think of like Halo, Halo 5, that opening cinematic. I could only imagine how much it costs them to make an opening cinematic for Halo 5, which is probably the best cinematic I've seen in a Halo game, which is that, probably that was a amazing. And a half, yeah. which is a minute and a half long. You have no control over it, but it, you watch it and you're like, Wow, that was incredible. And that's Imagine what they show at E3 that, that one time. Imagine spending all that money only for overall people to have a negative reception of your game. And that's what happened right. with what is game. like what is the point of spending all that money and going bigger and doing these like insane things, right? When the foundation is off. You know what I mean? Like I agree. I, I feel like I feel like the the gaming industry has spent years spending more money building upon um building upon itself to like make things bigger and quote unquote better in regards to graphics and visuals and i feel like the essence of the game has deteriorated in regards to storytelling and -hmm. gameplay when it comes to a lot of aspects because some of my favorite games are games that aren't like insane with with the graphics or insane with with um anything like that don't get me wrong i i love big triple a's like that's my jam i actually prefer them to pretty much everything right but it's like at the same time a lot of my favorite games over this last decade have been games that are like uh artistically colorful and with mm-hmm. and, and unique but aren't like the last of us too you know yeah yeah i i, I agree with I, actually i've seen developers speak to that uh, uh explicitly luca these this the i can't remember the name of the studio but they had they had their first game hasn't come out yet but they they are former developers of arcane and mm-hmm. they when they first announced their studio they talked about how they were kind of sick of the triple a rat rat way i'm saying my words wrong rat uh, race rat race where it's just you're you are consistently increasing the the graphical fidelity of these games and and dedicating more pixels to the the budget of and and trying your best to get the visuals looking better and better but what about the gameplay like you're sacrificing characters on enemies on screen so that the visuals look better you're sacrificing other aspects of the game so just so that the the character model you're looking at looks amazing or the animations are or or like top notch which all that stuff as i agree with luca i i love to enjoy like i i i definitely went in on the mediums like walking animations and the and the the uh the the uh um the motion matching being terrible for an unreal engine game when you can get a a, a <laughs> you can buy a, a a tool 
for Unreal Engine that that a plugin that can do it easier for you that independent developers on Unreal have already created. Like it made no sense why that wasn't good. Anyway, but what? Yeah, I, you know I played that game for five minutes, bro. Come on. <laughs> right. Um, right. But but my my point here is that. Uh, some developers have acknowledged that. And this is why I always say that, uh, like when Sean Layton was talking about the, the uh, creativity being hurt by the way the AAA development is happening right now and how acquisitions and consolidation are hurting that, that that's never really going to be a problem. You, you're always going to get talented developers that leave AAA development studios so that they can go back to their first passion, which is making great games. Mm-hmm. And we continue to see that all across the industry. We continue to see developers leave Arcane. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing bad against Arcane. But leave Arcane, leave Naughty Dog, leave Rockstar, leave these big studios, leave BioWare, and then they go start their own thing to make games that don't have a publisher asking them, well, how come we don't see this kind of character? Uh, we don't think a woman would fit as a protagonist in this role. Can you give us the choice of a man and a woman? No, like, no, it, it's the woman. The woman's the main protagonist. We're going to focus on that. We're not going to split resources, making a male that doesn't even work in the story that we're working in. And therefore we end up losing time and, 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 and resources dedicated to fleshing out this character even more. No, we're not doing that. And so that's kind of what needs to happen in the gaming industry. More is going to happen just organically by the way the gaming industry is. You're going to start seeing more indie developers in the future that you never even heard of, but they're going to come out with amazing games. Right. And people are going to be like, and then five years from now, they're going to be the household names that everyone talks about that either get acquired by Sony or Microsoft or, or Facebook, (laughs) (laughs) whoever else, Netflix, Netflix is acquiring studios now. And then some of their people are going to leave of that studio and have the cycle repeat until they're just like every other big triple a exactly it just does the same thing. yeah it just does the same thing and then some people will leave them make their own thing and they will innovate on top of what was already done that that's the industry the game industry as a whole so i i don't think it's a problem i actually think that it's uh it's just the way things are and we, i'm excited i'm excited to see what what's in store from indies in the future and i know we kind of got super off topic based off of what we were talking about but i, I mean i think it's been a, a good discussion nonetheless um but yeah I, th- I just think that that's the way things are um let's move on to this uh <laughs> something that i think luca might actually be pretty interested in this typo from atlas about persona 5 royal so if you haven't been um, made aware of this persona 5 royals got some kind of like prize or thing going on and in the the small like the fine print of one of the prizes was you could win a copy of persona 5 royal and it had listed there playstation 4 PC and Nintendo Switch, which people were like, wait, what? Excuse me? And then Atlas comes out, they tweet out about it, and they said, oh, uh, that typo, you didn't see that. 
And so now people are kind of looking at that. Like initially, when I looked at it, I was like, so you're saying it's not a typo? So it's really coming to the Switch and PC? Because will I buy it again? Absolutely. But uh, apparently that's not the case. Uh, Luca, what, what do you think about this? I think that it's completely plausible that the Royal Edition could go to PC um, because, as I think we've talked about this before, uh, the mainline personas don't go to PC or any other platform than PlayStation, I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. It's always like the, the uh, I guess, what, a reimagining the... Yeah, Strikers. Although oh, oh, Strikers is actually a what continuation. The, it's uh, Strikers. No, no, not that. Um, Talk about Shimigami? Yeah, Shimigami Tensei. No, 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 no. I can't remember Scramble, what the name is. Scramble? The, the, no, the no, dance one? No, hold on, hold on. I cannot remember what the name is, but I'm talking about Persona 4 Golden. Got oh, But the original yeah. Persona 4 was not. So it's mm-hmm. always like they like they do little updates to the base game, slap on an extra title, and then they're like, okay, go to PC or whatever. Um, I... If anything, I think the uh, unless they've changed like their deal, because as we've talked about before, uh, Shin Megami Tensei um, goes to Switch and goes to Nintendo, and then the Persona franchise goes to PlayStation, and Persona is a, a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. I just figured that's how they had their stuff set up, and I think the next Shin Megami Tensei is actually coming out soon-ish or whatever. Yes, yeah, I think the Nintendo revealed it earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that is for the Switch only. Um, I, I still don't think, unless, like I said, unless something's changed and it's like the popularity of Persona has reached a precipice where it's like, okay, we're definitely going to try and get this on the Switch now, which is another super popular console. It's going to sell more. It's going to be mutually beneficial to both yeah. of us. If anything, the typo would be the Switch part, but not the PC part. Right, right. And so that's where I, I, I kind of am with it. I think that, like, before I thought, like, maybe they were just trying to cover their tracks. They didn't make an announcement yet, but they kind of, like, let the cat out the bag too early until I saw what the actual, like, I saw a screen grab of the actual thing that got people hyped up. And I was like, oh, Nintendo Switch is in there? <laughs> I was just like, this game's not coming to the Switch. They got Shin Megami Tensei. It's not happening. So now that's that's when I was like, yeah, this is probably just a a typo. But I do recall Atlas saying, was it like a year ago, or like yeah, not too long after Persona Four Golden came out. I remember them coming out and saying that it sold like Persona Four Golden on PC sold extremely well, and to their surprise, which I don't understand why that would, that would have been surprising. Um, but they, they, and they said, expect to see more Atlas games on PC in the future. Now that doesn't guarantee that persona is going to be on like persona five or five Royal is going to be on PC. But since you already put golden on there, I, I think, it, I think, PC has a, a higher chance of getting it than Switch. I don't think Switch has any chance whatsoever. For, Forte, what do you think, man? Uh, I think you guys are right on the money. When I saw it, I was like, eh, this ain't coming to Switch. Unless, unless there's a Switch, um, a new Switch coming out that I don't know about that's going to be powerful to do it. But no, the biggest thing that people, most people don't know is Shimigami Sensei goes to the Switch. Regular mainline personas go to PlayStation. 
and uh i can't see it going to pc but that's about basically it so when they said it i was like man it it, it would be cool to see actually get persona royale on there because it is pretty like i don't was it a type see, part of me wants to believe that it really was not a typo and that they just didn't expect to uh they didn't want that to be on it because it's like they put commas and everything in there. So it's like they typed that out. It wasn't like it was like, oh, we just like copied. But it it, it could have been a different game. Like, don't they publish game. Catherine? What is it? What is it? Catherine's body or something? What, what is that game? Yeah, that Catherine. Full body. Yeah. Catherine yeah. Full body, baby. Like, I think like it, it could have been that game. It could have been something else that they that they publish or make that ended up like that that was intended to be in that spot as a prize, but somebody put Persona 5 Royal instead, or maybe Persona 5 Strikers, since Strikers is on PC as well as PlayStation. Oh, no chance is what you're saying. No chance of it coming to the Switch. No, I, I just no, I don't. I don't think there's any chance because like, and the reason why I think PC is different is that PC isn't really really viewed as like a comp yeah. a competition, whereas Sony, whichever they got deal they got with Atlas and Sega in regards to to the the Persona franchise view. Use Nintendo as competition. I don't. They don't. I don't think they view the the PC like that at all. So I kind of feel like it, it, definitely Atlas doesn't think like it's it it would do anything but increase sales for their games for them. So right. I I feel like yeah, PC is no, definitely think it was a it. typo. But it, it sucks because it would be really cool to play that game um, on the go. Now they oh, Rukin makes a good oh, point. He says Nintendo could use cloud to bring uh Persona 5 to the Ooh. Switch. Which is true. Although that that still doesn't just I, I think it doesn't change the fact that like it's that game, if that was to happen, I could see Sony like, all right, we need we need to get Shimagami Tensei over here then. If y'all y'all taking that, we're we're taking this. And right. I, I just don't see that happening because in regards to that particular title and that and that particular game, they are direct competition on platforms for each other. I agree. hundred percent. Right. I um I'm not super well versed in the Shin Megami Tensei franchise. Do we know if if it because I know that Persona five was like the first one to really do like crazy well for that particular franchise do mm -hmm. we know how much Shin Megami Tensei typically sells I have no idea mm -mm, I no. feel like that I think that's a niche uh for uh series considering the difficulty of it um and everything hmm I, I mean, mean that ever, that would make sense to me honestly but well I know ever since it you know ever since like PS1 and PS2 that was like kind of the the last times you actually seen it like on a PlayStation platform um, because it pretty much went to Nintendo with the 3DS and, and I don't think DS, I think it was 3DS where it started and they just continued that relationship over there with the Shimigami Tensei franchise. I imagine it's extremely popular in Japan. It's just, on, it's just on, not... it is on PlayStation yeah. 2 though so it's the Shimigami Tensei I think the last one did release on PlayStation 4. It did? It did. Oh. It did. Are you certain of that? I'm very certain. That I, I literally walk past a case of it every day in my section. Oh wow! Then I, I have no idea why, why Persona doesn't show up on the Switch or anything else. But outside of just PlayStation paying for exclusivity rights. 
Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if Persona 5 is the first one that really, like, sold extremely well, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, the previous ones were just always like, hey, look, we'll, we'll pay for development costs. Just keep it over here. And and then everything there from Sega and Atlas is just profit off of sales. Then, yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, you know what? It might be because it's the okay. It it might be the loophole because it's the remaster of the of three, which was on PlayStation initially. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So then, yeah. It's, it's always like a remix. It's got to be. Though. It's, it's got to be. That yeah, up. that's got to be the because re- it's Shin Megami Sensei three uh, Nocturnal HD re- um, remaster is on PS4. But if you look at any other. Like just put in Shimigami Tensei on GameStop's website, you see nothing but DS and Switch up there, okay. except for that one game. But that's because it's a remake. Cool. So like our our consensus is it's probably it, it might come to PC. It's not coming to Switch. This is definitely was a typo. I think it's coming to PC just because I think PlayStation has truly, and we're going to talk about it in a second, truly softened their stance completely mm-hmm. on PC at this point. Yeah, that's <laughs> a nice little segue to get into this next one that I don't know if you guys can tell that I'm grinning from ear to ear, but I am because it's hilarious. But God of War, God of War Game of the Year in 2018 is now coming to PC. See who else is getting this besides me. Oh, I already pre-ordered it. Oh, you did? I, I just Heck I mean yeah, I just I wishlisted it. I didn't pre-order it. Oh, oh, you hope somebody else buys it for you? Maybe. <laughs> m- m- maybe uh, I'll maybe I'll want to bet or something. Who knows? <laughs> I um I don't have any plans on buying this. Did you play the first one, Luca? I don't think she played the first one, did you, Luca? I okay, I don't know how to say this, but Ryan got it for me for my birthday. Uh, and I never, I never beat it, but I did get up to the point. I mean, spoilers, but I got my the chaos blades. Got the mm-hmm. chaos blades. Yeah. But I didn't, why did I you? Didn't, st- why did you stick with it? I need you to take one guess. All right. It starts with a D and ends with an Estony. All right. Listen, listen, Luca. I hey, listen. I I went on a nice break from Destiny to play that game. I know, the, but I I was playing before. Destiny, so I didn't beat it. I feel you. It's a it's a good game, but bro. yeah, I I know it's a good game. Um, I definitely think it'll, uh, it's good. I think they're gonna sell like PC crazy. will be the definitive edition, as they say. You know what I mean? Shout oh, out to, to to Machiavelli CC for subbing to the channel. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, I uh, I, what I can't wait to do with this game is play at 120 frames per second with a field of view of like 105. Like that. That's oh, the, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna go super crazy with it. Just 105, just 105 on the field of view. You know, nothing no. like 120. But only 105. Just only 105. That's all I want. Not 110. Not 110. 105. You don't want that fisheye look. <laughs> no, just look. 105, I think, is the sweet spot. I, I'll take 100. Um, 90 at the minimum. Anything below 90 is is abysmal. And and like I, I don't know what you need to do. You need to, to change up some assets or something to give yourself a better field of view. But 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 105 is is my the sweet spot for me. Uh, I'm I'm definitely hyped for this. And I uh I think I want to um post this question to you guys. And and Luca, I'll start with you. What do you think is the next game that's going to uh that is a PlayStation exclusive or was a PlayStation exclusive that's going to be announced to come to PC. 
what's left? Spider-Man? Uh, quite a few. Spider-Man, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, man. I feel like, no, there's got to be more than this. The Last of Us games? Oh, uh, yeah. The Last of Us, the first one will be on PC, PC before. That'll be the next one. No. Bloodborne, Ghost of Tsushima, Infamous um, games? Yeah, no, it'll be either The Last of Us or Ghost of Tsushima for PC. Okay. I can see, I can see that. Uh, Forte, what's your guess? Uh, I think the Uncharted games are coming. Well, we already... Well, I, I think the whole collection is coming. I know Uncharted Four is coming, but I think the whole collection is See, coming. Oh, the the Nathan Drake collection that's one through three. Yep, I think everything's coming. Hmm. On PC already? Nope. No, no, they they only announced the uh, Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy, which is what's that collection called? I forgot what that collection is called, but that <laughs> one's that the remaster of those games is coming to PlayStation 5 as well and then they're also putting that on PCs at like yep. day and date so dual launches for both of them. Well they just announced um at the end of the if you guys saw the uncharted trailer they announced that the Nathan Drake what is it called the Legacy Collection mm-hmm. is coming out early 2022 and I think that's coming to PC. Yeah, I um I definitely think that Spider-Man is going to be the last one that goes on PC. Yep, I, think, I agree. I think. I agree. Why the last one? Because that's probably other than The Last of Us, what their biggest one. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's Spider-Man. That's like, it's got more of a. Um, it's going to sell like crazy. Yeah. People know it outside of just it being synonymous with Sony and mm-hmm. PlayStation. Like it's, it's like a worldwide phenomenon. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think uh, Spider-Man will be the last one to go to PC. I, I I think I think when these games show up on PC has more to do with how quickly they can get them ported and get quality ports from them to PC than whether it's like picking, choosing games. I think when, when Jim Ryan said the whole slate, he meant the whole slate. He meant all of them. At some at some point in time and that includes even playstation 5 games maybe that wasn't what sean layden intended when he created this initiative but i think that's where jim ryan is taking it now i think when you acquire a studio like nixus whose entire expertise has been about taking uh games and 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 switching them getting them ready and porting them over to pc then you, you want to get someone who's well-versed in that so you don't really have the issues that you had with Horizon Zero Dawn initially, that you don't really have those kind of problems going forward. Uh, even people are kind of feeling kind of iffy about the, the Uncharted games that are going over to PC because I, I think it's Iron Galaxy that's doing it, I think. Whoever I can't remember who the studio is, but whoever's doing the port to PC has had also did the port for Batman uh, from Arkham, Arkham, the Arkham game that was broken on PC, and so people are just like, I don't know about this one. But like, you acquire a Nexus so that you don't have these issues, and that people feel confident not just in the quality of the game, but in the quality of the performance of the game when they get it at launch. And so I think it's going to be more about which games can they get over to PC quicker versus yeah. which games are like fit the best. And so I think, I think that's it. I think probably Ghost of Tsushima 
or Bloodborne would be next. Because I do believe, even though these rumors are like <laughs> like every month, I do believe there is a Bloodborne that's in development uh, as a remaster or a remake or whatever. And I think I do think that they're going to put that on on PC because they even their P- PS5 games are going to be on PC as well. But it's just that they're just not going to be the whole day and day at launch games. Maybe something like Factions 2 might be because why not? You put Factions 2 on PC at launch, you're only increasing your your player base for a multiplayer title. Since you've broken it out from The Last of Us Part Two, but other games like their more traditional releases, like Spider Man Two, nah, mm-hmm. Spider Man Two is going to be on PS Five first, and then like a year or two later, it'll show up on PC. That's the, the way I think they they want to do things. So as soon as the retail value of it ends on PlayStation, is when they put it on PC. So they can just basically double dip and get even more sales off of a title that's no longer providing any any sales for them at that time. Yeah, that's why whenever people talk about uh, PlayStation going day and date, it's like they don't have to when they could just right. double dip. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. All right. Um, I think uh, we could, we'll, we'll roll into our last topic, which is is game pass growth and so <clears throat> there was this i don't know if you call it a leak but just information that came out in regards to game pass and so this information what it what it actually provided was it, it showed that over the past fiscal year 12 months from june June 2020 to June 2021 game mm-hmm. passes growth was 38% and yeah. their target was actually like 49 or something like basically 50%. So like, I, I think actually was, I thought that was pretty ambitious that they wanted to, to increase like their player base, uh, their, your subscriber base, uh, half of it in a year. That that's pretty ambitious considering what they expected. But I'm thinking at the time that they made that, that's June of 2020. They thought they were getting Halo Infinite out at that time already, and it had it's not out yet. But I was somewhat shocked that so the 18 million that we knew of in December, January ish is that's not where it starts at. It starts at whatever the number was in June, which I don't quite remember what that number was, but those who do this for a living estimate essentially somewhere around like 20, 21 million subscribers now. When, if it was 18 in January and then they came out with MLB The Show, Day and Date and Game Pass, Outriders, I'm th- I'm like wow okay so you only went up two million since then pretty interesting um look what do you um, what do you think about that is this growth supposed to be like impressive given the time frame I I think it's some people feel it's impressive some people don't because and I think it's more of that we knew it was eighteen million they announced eighteen million in like December or January or whatever and right. as of june of this year it was only at like 2021 and and they didn't reach their target because their target was like a group of like 50 percent or something like that 
So on top of the eighteen. No, right, on top so of wherever it, it wherever it was June twenty twenty. Oh. It was eighteen million as of January. Yeah. Uh, of I'm assuming this year because he doesn't give a date. Um, two million since January, and it's October. Well, uh, well, hold on. Two million from January to June. We don't that that's what that information is. We don't know what it is today. So from June to October, we don't know what growth may have happened from there. But I'm imagining with when from January to June, you had some AAA games launch in Game Pass. And from June to October, you had a few indie games launch in Game Pass, like 12 minutes. But nothing, nothing substantial. To yeah, that yeah nothing game. that w- turned out to be as as exciting or as as uh, generate as much interest as Outriders and MLB yeah. The Show did. So yeah. I, I just can't see that growth going any higher than what they had uh, got from that uh, first part of the year. So maybe they, they could be at like twenty three, twenty four. I, I don't do. know. I but, um. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, Game Pass is great. And I've been saying that for years now. It's great for people who want it, but um, it's it is quite ambitious of them to expect that kind of growth when there's really nothing in there uh, that uh, mainstream gamers would want to play. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. like I and if if I, I think if what you're impl- I I think you're implying with the whole Halo thing is that they expected the numbers to be higher because people would be ha- playing Halo Infinite. Yes, which should also lead into why they were pushing this game, that game to release last year, which would have been an absolute disaster. Um, listen, like, I, I okay, I don't, I don't know what the norm is for subscription-based services, so I don't think it's impressive. But if I don't have that kind of background, knowing what what's to be expected when it comes to these kinds of subscription-based services then I can't really say it's not impressive because I don't have any basis there either. But it doesn't sound impressive, but maybe it is. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I I would say, I mean, it's probably the highest, the highest, uh, like, player base, subscription base out of any gaming platforms. But gaming is behind, like, the times when it comes to other industries in regards to doing subscription services. So I, I think that makes sense. I kind of agree. I don't think that's impressive growth this year, especially if your targets were what they were. Granted, in June, when you made that target in June of 2020, you thought Halo Infinite was coming out in November of 2020, and it didn't. And, and, and maybe that was definitely for the Well, I know it's for the best because clearly... We, we found out today that ray tracing isn't going to be in Halo Infinite at launch when we complained about this last year when they said it wasn't going to be in there at launch. And it still wasn't co-op. They said was going to be in there at launch and that wasn't it isn't going to be in there. So clearly the game ain't ready this year. Really, it would it was going to be even worse last year. Well, that could have had a problem. negative effect. So you, they may not even be where they're at right now <laughs> if if it would have came out last year. So getting what they got based off of not really having much to provide on the first party front 
which is the biggest was supposed to be the biggest draw to the service compared to its competitors is I, I guess uh it's it's good for what it is but overall i agree with luca it's not 20 21 million when you are putting so much money into this and it is your platform essentially this is the xbox platform game pass it's everything is centered around it everything they do is is game pass trying to get people to sign up for game pass ultimate that's it's it's not the best look clearly i i I still think like if you look at it in a vacuum like compared to other services then no the number isn't impressive like you know you got you got stuff out there like disney plus that's over 100 million and you know things like that and that's a newer platform i mean not super new but it's it's like within the first the last two years game pass has been around since 2018 so actually earlier than that but uh i think me personally i do think it is still kind of impressive because i think they're doing this without any really big game they're doing this with third-party games for the most part Mm -hmm. service um yes a lot of their first party games are in there but these are all games that a lot of people this is the one thing we always complain people complain about game pass there's a bunch of games that a bunch of people already play where are those new experiences and stuff that people want so i think i think a lot of this does have to do with last holiday i also think a lot of this has to do with some of the missed opportunities xbox probably had with some third-party games that they wanted to go inside the game pass you know this is just all speculation but Stuff like, you know, um, Scarlet Nexus. I believe that game was, they were trying to get that in Game Pass, but they just got a marketing deal instead. But guess what? It still ended up in there. Yeah, pretty quickly, actually, like three months later. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think games like that, they wanted to be in Game Pass and they thought they probably had a good chance of getting it in there. But at the end, stuff probably fell out, fell apart for them um, when it came to um, like negotiations and stuff like that. So there's hardly a lot of, a lot of games that they wanted to be inside that service that didn't make the cut initially, and they ended up in there later on. It seems like any game that Microsoft gets a, a actual um, marketing deal with, they for the most part, they end up in Game Pass at some point. Uh, we do know that all the EA games are going to end up in there at some point just due to the fact that they have a partnership with EA when it comes to that. EA Play, yeah. EA play so we know Battlefield we know at some point within the next set, like six to seven months after the game comes out it's going to go in there because it's going to be part of the vote but I ultimately think this holiday I really truly believe this holiday is going to be the holiday that you're going to see that number <laughs> like drastic. I'm sorry I, I, yo alright shout out to Lord Cognito with the, the, the super Cognito? chat he, he is messy tonight super messy Iron Lords podcast, twenty dollars super chat. By the way, if you you don't know who the Iron Lords are, I don't know where you've been. You've been living in in a cave in in Afghanistan or something. I don't know. You haven't been living under a rock. But Iron Lords podcast is awesome. Great sh- great show on Sunday, uh, early late mornings, early afternoons. Definitely check them out. Twenty dollars super chat says salute to the homies Forte, Slow, and Luca. Finish recording the last word. That's a uh, Cognito's uh, uh, Destiny podcast with uh, oh man Abantis. 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 thank you thank you Abantis. Is it in parenthesis Slomo's favorite looter shooter in Destiny show since Division is dead lol 
listening to y'all preaching the good word on dps topics love y'all we, we we love you too cognito although not in this moment because you ain't gotta remind yeah, me that division is you. dead okay Listen, i know it's just dead i know it's division dead. is bones and destiny is thriving sucks to suck for this man this man went into division got the last achievement and deleted the game forever off his hard drive like me and me and nautical <laughs> are still playing destiny and some how's division not not here it's it's bones it's a skeleton it's like a, a it's not even a rotting carcass compared to destiny you know what i mean sucks to suck yeah, man. Yeah. sucks to suck yeah, can, can, can y'all stop i mean like i like kick a brother when he's down look look we were supposed i was supposed to have division content at this point ubisoft has disappointed once again back in march they said oh look uh, we, we we haven't given up on division two even though they they later on admitted that they weren't going to do any content this year how is that not giving up on it you know or whatever Man, and like we will be getting our destiny content in November, uh, december <laughs> And, and then we'll be getting did. more Destiny content in February. In February. <laughs> it, you know what? Like, y'all yeah, keep paying for all that stuff what? piecemeal for, for paying slow, more for less over there. Okay. And guess what, slow? But we go get more content in 2023. You know, and, more content in 2024. Will, you know, um, you say pay more for less when you pay zero for nothing because uh, the vision is bones. You know. <laughs> She's been waiting for this, bro. Let's She's get back on topic, okay? Like, look, this this slander is not, it's not even slander because it's all true. I, I I have no rebuttal. There's there's nothing to rebut. It's all true. So I can't say anything, but it is what it is. So it, it, the game is dead. It's it's a it's a corpse. It's it is it is bones. It's like it's just it's those skeletons and sea of thieves. <laughs> oh my god. Um no uh no um the, the, get back on topic we were talking about here uh for say in regards to so this is my idea now this based off of what i seen with this and seeing the that what we thought was going to be major growth after the announcements of mlb the show and outriders launch games and game pass and then seeing it not really push the numbers any further is that they have to have a first party game below up it, it has to be a first party game so yeah, it it's a guaranteed be. game that's going to be launching Game Pass and it's never going to leave. Look at what and I saw this recently in regards to Squid Game, which is an amazing TV show on Netflix. It's great. TV, it's 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 so impressive that in this short period of time, it's the most watched show on Netflix. Think about how long Netflix has been around. And now Squid Game that just came out like a month or two ago is the most watched show on the entire platform's history and has pushed Netflix up to 215 million subscribers. One TV show. It's content. It's always content. And the only way Game Pass is going to turn out to be successful is if they get some kind of Minecraft level game coming from one of these 24 studios. Not Minecraft already. Because Minecraft is already on everything. So it's too late for that. They need right. something that's on the level of a Minecraft, on the level of a Fortnite, or something from these one of these 24 studios that is only within their Game Pass ecosystem. It's only going to be available if you if you're playing on the Xbox, if you're playing it through the 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 Xbox uh, on your phone through xCloud or your tablet through xCloud or on PC through the Microsoft Store Xbox app. That's the only way you're going to be able to access it. And that... Those are two ways. <laughs> hmm? 
Those are quite a few ways. The old, those are quite a few ways, but it's a, it, but it's, it's it's what it's what they want. It's what it's what they're looking for. How they are trying to reach the gamers, and in yeah. in some ways, Sony is is adopting a little bit of that in regards to putting their games on PC because it is for them. It, instead of trying to convince PC gamers to get PlayStations to play these games, all right, we'll just, we'll bring the games to you. See see what you've been missing out on. Maybe you'll right. buy a PlayStation now, or you if you want to wait for them to show up on PC and and play better on your PC than they would on on PlayStation. You want to wait for that, so be it. That's your choice. But at least you get to consume our content, and I think that that's a similar but not quite the same philosophy that would remain consistent the consistent difference between the two platforms but mm-hmm. they don't care that you have all of these different methods to to access game pass just as long as you that you're in game pass and you're subscribed to it but the only way they're really going to reach whatever target number that is there is now a success number for them is if they get a game that absolutely blows the where the casual gamer is like yo you guys heard about this game oh you, you heard about that game yeah the game's amazing i gotta play that yo you haven't heard about it get game pass and play this game like when the casual gamer is saying that the people who don't even call themselves gamers are saying that and they're playing it now you've got something that's amazing that's what the 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 word of mouth of squid game was we see the memes and people are like what, what are these memes about what are these all these korean people and this korean guy smiling in, in every meme what is this about what, what, it was real light green light crap and then people go sub the netflix watch it and then now they're just consuming netflix content that's what what they want that's what the whole purpose of reoccurring revenue and subscription services is about and they're not going to get that until they get a game that does that and i frankly don't think games like elder scrolls or fallout will provide that because those are older ip that the more hardcore gaming community is down for but the casual gamer don't really care about it's got to be something that is completely different oh shit not me oh sorry go ahead no no it's got to be something that's completely different that that gets people into the ecosystem and then maybe they stay there with the all the other content that you have so the draw is bringing a game in and then maybe gears five or the next gears or or the new fable reboot or redfall or starfield or whatever keeps them in the ecosystem as slackrow said in the chat you was pretty popular too you now is the most most watched thing right at the moment on Netflix and Squid Game is number two but I'm sure a lot of the people who sub the watch Squid Game see people talking about you see you is popping up every time they they open up Netflix and now they're going through those three seasons so it's like that that's the way um, this works I disagree I think Elder Scrolls is big enough to uh, attract that kind of audience the casual gamer for Elder Scrolls uh, I I think it's big enough if you look at their lifetime sales, <laughs> and also Fallout franchise too. So, uh, in to- oh, God, just thinking about it, but like, um, in total, like Skyrim has sold thirty million, um, and that's just Skyrim. Mm-hmm. It's it's if you look at like the Elder Scrolls in general, um, like uh. uh but that's thirty million resales of of re-releases on every platform 
that can run it. It's not like it is really it's almost like GTA where GTA is reselling to the same GTA community. Like I think it's up at like 150 million sold or something crazy like that. But that's not 150 million people who have played GTA. That's well, whatever the real Force, number is. Go Fallout ahead. Four, Fallout 4 sold 13 million. Uh, Fallout 3 sold 9. Fallout New Vegas, which is a spinoff, sold 7 million. Uh, 76, even though that is an atrocious demon, um, had 2.46 million. So Fallout, I mean, people can say whatever they want about Bethesda, um, the mainline Bethesda, but the Fallout and Elder Scrolls franchises are extremely popular and they all sell very well. And then if you even look at their mobile games, which is, like I said, disgusting, but like it is what it is. And the mobile titles definitely appeal to the casuals. Fallout Shelter sold like 150 million, you know, and I was definitely one of the people giving them my money for Fallout Shelter, which sick behavior. Yeah, I, I didn't 100%. give any money for it, but I did play Fallout Shelter for a little then, bit. Um, well, so you don't even want to say Skyrim, but the Elder Scrolls 4 sold 10 million and 3 sold but, 4 million. But, but, you know, but in perspective, Luca... Ten million for 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 that game. You said Fallout Four, thirteen million. We saw Cyberpunk sell thirteen million in two months. Yeah, but Cyberpunk was just off the hype of the Witcher franchise and the Witcher Three. Let's see here, the Witcher Three sold. Let's look at uh, twenty eight million. It's the Witcher, man. Yeah, so but course, but but does the Cyberpunk. casual gamer play the Witcher? What I'm saying is that, like, when I say that you need something that touches the casual audience, and I'm talking about, like, like a global phenomenon where other regions where Xbox isn't prevalent or popular, people start to pick it up because they got to play that game. That's Fortnite. That's... I, I don't know if Xbox... Shout out to the to Black Mamba for the that. sub. Appreciate you, sir. I think Black Mamba was actually in my stream last night. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for subbing to the channel. Go ahead, Luca. Those are those Fortnite is a global phenomenon. That is like like Minecraft. Those are things that are rare, you know? Like stuff like that doesn't happen yeah, very see, often I in the gaming think, space. But selling yeah. millions and millions of copies of a game. I mean, I, like I said, we can just agree to disagree on this, but I think, mm -hmm. I don't think they, um, I think they would be good with just the people who are fans of those franchises coming into this subscription service, because I'm sure there will be plenty of people who love those games checking in to get an Xbox or get it on PC or mobile or wherever else they want to get it in order to play those titles and you know, maybe signing into signing up for Game Pass to save an extra buck or two with that. I I think that the reason why it in from the outside looking in, the Game Pass sales look slow and look small, especially in comparison, is because there's nothing really in there that drives Game Pass like that. But I think like I think we'll start seeing something different once they drop the next Elder Scrolls and Fallout and. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air about Starfield myself. We'll see. I'm not. I, I was I'm just about to ask you about that because that is a Bethesda game. We don't really yeah, know we, we if it's. Know about it. Yeah, and we don't after, know. We don't know if it's going to follow the Bethesda format. But the, but if it does follow that format, there is a community that consumes that and 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 doesn't stop consuming it. They they love that kind of content. They're only going to be able to get that through 
the Xbox ecosystem of Game Pass. Do I I would say I would say that if whichever one of us is correct, where you think it doesn't need to be a game as big as a Fortnite or a Minecraft, but just a a big blockbuster IP that's exclusive there and they got that with those Bethesda games that that would do as far as pushing game pass to whatever goal that they needed to get. I think we'll find out in the year then because when Starfield comes out, even though it's not Elder Scrolls in title and it's not fallout in title, it is that studios game. And even though I don't think Starfield's going to be doing that personally. Um, Yeah. I think it has to be Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Probably Elder Scrolls because Elder Scrolls is bigger. So, well, I mean that. What if that's the case? If I'm them, if that, if that, if what you're saying is is true in regards to what's, what, I'm really hoping something else hits before then. Yes, because Elder Scrolls isn't coming out for quite some time, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I just think that, uh, of course, there's Halo, and depending on how Halo is received. And if it's big, um, if it's big, I mean, it's Halo. But, you know, it, it depends on how well it's received. If it's received really well to the point where people are like, Halo's back, Halo's back. It'll even get people who, who've fallen off or who didn't like Halo 5 to come through and, and give it a try and check it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. But although even in that case, me speaking as a Halo fan, I don't think a success for Halo Infinite means it ha- it will surpass call of duty you know no but but I, but that's did anyone say that? I, no no that no no. i'm not saying i'm not saying you said that but what i'm saying is that no, I'm they, asking, is that like a sentiment that people have that it'll suppress I've, I've seen i've seen pockets of people think that and i think they are in a vast vast minority but i feel like in regards to passing call of duty that's yes yeah, it's, it's not but yeah. they do need a call of duty kind of kind of activity out of out of Game Pass in order to really push subs higher, I think. I don't think Halo Infinite's really going to do it. I think I, hey. I I feel I believe if Halo Infinite can't do it, I'm trying to figure out what can because especially with it being a free to play, the the biggest part of the game is the multiplayer part, and I think with that being free to play across the board. Uh, if that can't do it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to probably be something else like, you know, like she said, Skyrim um, can definitely probably do it. Elder but Scrolls. I just think it, it really just comes back to our people. It's crazy to me that people just aren't ready to just give up on just not purchasing their games yet. Because a lot of people still walk into a store that have Xboxes and still buy their game. So I think it's well. It's, I mean, it's, it's an happening. option. Well, why would they want to? Well, if that's well, how they want to no, consume content. Well, no, it's a, it's definitely an option. But I'm saying, but you know, if we're talking in the lane of Game Pass, where if you can't even convince the people where those games are going to be in that service day and day, if you can't commit, you can't get those people to buy it, then it's something else that they have to do in order to get people's buy-in to want to be in it. Cause it's not about just one title. It's about the longevity of all the titles that's going to be in there. It's like right now, it just seems like a lot of people, when they buy Xbox games, they, they, they don't think that game's going to be something that they're going to be playing long-term at all. And I think that's where it kind of starts at, you know, you're not, they don't have a game like, like quote unquote, like destiny. Let's be, let's, let's put it like that. 
Destiny is the type of game, if Xbox would have played their cards right, would have been a first party title. It could have been something that could have been that sustaining theme for something like Game Pass. You know, all the, think about it, all the content available day and date when it comes out, don't have to pay for anything. You know, the people that play like me and Luca, it, it, something like that is pretty valuable, especially for a player base that is, you know, in that type of ecosystem. They just don't have anything like that at all you know that wants to you know it's not they don't have a subscription type game that values you to want to be tied into that subscription as of right now they try to make it seem like games are enough to do it but you got to have a game that's built for that that people want to play and they just haven't cultivated that just yet okay. maybe in the future something like you know like like Lucas said um elder scrolls can be it but i think halo has an opportunity to, to do it but it really just comes down to how well that multiplayer is going to perform. Cause I don't know if the single player is going to be enough to do it on its own. All right. Let me, I, I want to address what you just said, but let me get to Bunty super chat real quick. Uh, Bunty, thank you for the super chat. $5 super chat says nothing will do it. But if Microsoft pays Activision or GTA to put their games in Game Pass day one, maybe, but it won't happen. And I, I, I agree. That's not happening. We already heard from Take-Two CEO uh, Strauss uh, Zelnick that he's never going to put any of his games in something like Game Pass uh, day one at launch. They they sell their games sell way too highly for them to feel like they right. need to do that or that that would be beneficial for them at all. Now, I'm not saying those games never show up in Game Pass because they all show up in Game Pass eventually. Just three to six months after launch or whenever their their sales start to to, to dip is when they show up in game pass so yeah uh, it, but they you i agree with bunty that you do need something of that caliber and that's what i was saying that that has to come from xbox game studios internally so that you don't have to worry about trying to convince or trying to spend a, a ridiculous amount of money to a activision or to a take two right. in order to get that game into your service you don't have to worry about that because you got that ingrown from the coalition or playground games or whoever um another super chat we got from 99 rukin appreciate that sir with the two dollar super chat he says microsoft needs an xbox smash it would uh it what game pass needs i agree that that's that's what i've been saying and in regards to what you said forte in regards to destiny and destiny being what they needed out i think destiny was a good boost for them last last holiday last, last holiday but what is what's what's the concurrent numbers for destiny on a regular basis on a monthly basis what like two million uh daily is just about a million okay a million that's not a like that having a game like that in game pass would be beneficial but just they need more you know so yeah, like they, they need more they need a lot more than that in order to to be push it towards whatever level they need it to be to be successful so if that means they gotta give deliver Bungie the bag on an annual basis to get that new expansion in game pass every year then you do that so that you at least got that pocket of that kind of gamer but you need to hit other genres and avenues and hopefully get some other big blockbuster game that's bigger than destiny in order to kind of push you beyond that i think i, I know that i'm I, I may be i may have a minority opinion on that but i i, I think oh, uh I, I think I think that will 
we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see how this turns out in another year or two. But uh, I know we run a little bit over. It's 1125. Great show, guys. Absolutely great show. Luca, thank you for finally coming into DPS Podcast. Let everyone know where we where they can find you. Uh, you thank guys you. Can, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Ash and Luca. And uh, I, ho- I host a podcast called Scumcast. Saturdays at um, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, that has slow mo and nautical on it, along with a slew of other people. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Fun show. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And Forte, let everyone know where they can find you, sir. Oh, absolutely. Gaming Forte everywhere YouTube, Twitter, Xbox Live, and PlayStation. Check us out on Scumcast. In the next two days, it's going to be lit. Luca going to bring that energy as she always does. Um, also shout out to, um, Brad podcast. We didn't do a show yesterday, so missed the guys. So uh, guys, make sure you reach out to Rick. I hope he feels better. And outside of that, man, DPS on my channel next week for 57. You guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. Yep. Yep. Um, for me, uh, appreciate everybody for coming through. Uh, I got, I'm working, still working on a couple of videos. I actually got two videos that I'm working on at the moment. One I've spoken about before. Another one is in regards to Ubisoft. So yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can probably get a, a, a general idea of how, what, what that video is going to be about, but, uh, come do uh sub to, or at least follow the, uh, the Twitch channel. I've been streaming not on a daily basis, but on uh, semi-daily weekday basis. And then maybe occasionally on weekends if I have the time. So come on through, uh, hang out with your homie. I I, I play a lot of different games. Um, it's never just uh, the same game twice and uh, new stuff comes out. I try it out. I, I actually intend on hopefully tomorrow playing uh, the Dark Pictures House of Ashes. Uh, which is the third installment of the uh, um, the supermassive games uh, that's like that telltale format, uh, the Dark Pictures uh, anthology. So come on through if you want to check that out, and you're a little too scared to play that yourself. Uh, I'm not big into the scary games myself, but these don't seem to be too scary for me. So I, I definitely don't have a problem playing them. But yeah, come on through. And I think that is it, though. So we're going to get up out of here. Uh, Anything else you guys want to say before we head out? Enjoy your games. Peace. Peace.